Speak Between the Lines podcast. The shit that's uncool to talk about, we make cool to listen to. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Hear that? <laughs> yeah, I, I never hear y'all. Yeah, I always hear the music. Well, I'm hearing music. Coming. Yeah, as long. Why are we talking admin shit on the podcast? <laughs> that's what we do. All right, cool. This shit is dope. Where you get this from? Same place we get everything else from. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon. Cause that's my thing, like my back will start hurting because I gotta be up here on the mic and shit, but shit, I can bring that home too. That's why that's why I want to go with me and take it. That, that makes it so much easier to adjust. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're a little too comfortable with your mic, with yeah, your extended man. arm. This shit is cool. Yo. The arm is fine. <laughs> 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 Yo, she's funny. <laughs> Alright man, Speak Between the Lines Podcast, episode 71. It's your boy Rez. Joel with JY, I'm back in the building. Oh god. King Davis here signing in. <laughs> we told you we'd bring it back. We told you we were gonna bring it back. Bro, Why are y'all surprised about it? All you had to do is record the first take and we would have missed the in the building shit. He's trying to bring it back in the building. Why you can't have in the building? Because it's washed. It's something that a two thousand rapper say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Early 2000 rapper set. By the way, we have a special guest. You want to introduce? <laughs> we have a special about. guest back in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Back oh, in the she's building. back in the building too. Back huh? in the back building. In? I mean, it is, it, a is a building. Building. <laughs> it is a building. It is a building. It is a building. It's like a game room, but well, it's more of a house. It's more of a house. Yeah. It's house. The house of the Lord. Amen. 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 We got I'll go on my list of back in the building. What's Melissa, up, y'all? What's good with you? Chilling. I appreciate y'all bringing me. Letting me come back. Letting you come back. That's letting cool. You come back. Yeah, letting you come back, especially after you uh, ruined my what's the scenario options. Hey, <laughs> hey look, that just means you got good taste in music. I know, but like, you know, you ain't just supposed to just be shouting my stuff out like that. <laughs> uh, somebody Andre. spoiled Game of Thrones, she's going to be pissed, but you yeah. got damn right. <laughs> That's what somebody, yeah. somebody needs to spoil Game of Thrones for your ass. But how you doing, man? Um, like I said, welcome to have you back. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to be back. No doubt. A lot of people um, complimented your episode that you were on. They said that you were a natural and we should definitely have you back on. Yeah, a lot of people didn't agree with me either. So I was like kind of trolling some of those comments. They were really? Like, Wait, I mean, what? she said some good shit, but and I was like, really? But what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's argue. <laughs> but well, let's real. argue. <laughs> Is that right? But no, nah, I mean, I, I appreciate, you know, honest feedback. And I think like, you know, dialogue is something I enjoy. I like learning other people's perspectives and point of view. So I had some good conversations about it afterwards. So it was cool. That's good. Yeah. I kind of want to hear it a little bit. I, I kind of <laughs> want to hear the, the pushback. <laughs> yeah. What? What's you got one that you can think of? I mean, yeah. So there was a comment about like, of course, everybody like prefaces it with, uh, you know, yeah, you had a good point, but comma, <laughs> right, comma. comma. <laughs> pregnant pause. <laughs> but, um, you know, that doesn't excuse, you know, Monique's behavior. And so, yeah, it was oh, just was good. Oh, your neck on Monique? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that, I mean, that was because I think that was the clip that we mostly shared was, <coughs> yeah. you know, when yeah. we were oh, talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and her discussion with, with uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. Sure, Monique is celebrating today. Look, well, I would be too. She might be drinking this Riesling. We drinking. <laughs> Turn up. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but no, it was good to, you know, have conversations. And um, even with the blog, like when people comment and, you know, don't agree, I, I love to just have conversations to understand their point of view. Because everybody sees things through their own lens, right? right? And that lens is covered by, colored by your experience and, and what you know to be true. So so I, I appreciate it and I welcome it. 
That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I'm not mad at that. That's actually one thing that's, I guess, unique about our podcast, too, because there's a lot of stuff that we talk about that not everyone agrees with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so we have that dialogue on some of the topics that we even talk about um, just in general. So that's pretty cool. Open dialogue is definitely dope. They don't agree with it, but they listen. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. But um, no, honestly, the feedback I got from you, like you were basically an honorary fourth member. <laughs> like they were like, "Yo, get her, recruit her, get her in there." No, I knew, I knew I was gonna be back. Like it was just so natural, and I had such a good time um, that day. So I, I, I just knew, I, I knew I was coming back to to hang out with y'all. So, appreciate yeah, I appreciate you. you. Mm, you are. Controversial you moments. Hmm. What? What? Y'all know we rank those guests, right? Oh, not, okay. on the podcast, not on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. No, that controversial moment. We mm. we rank we rank okay. the guests. We rank the guests. I'm happy to say you came in rel- relatively high. Like, yeah, you did relatively high. I don't want to say the number, but it was it was, it was, it was a high number. It was a high number. It was a good number. Like it, it like high or low. It was like no no. It was high. It was like okay. it was a high number. It was a really good number. I'm top two, but I'm not two, and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of that line. That's what that line was. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw you contemplating in your head. I was like, let me help him. <laughs> Appreciate you. I was digging for it. But yeah, no, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely up there. No, it was, it was cool. And then you know, y'all just connected me with a, with another podcast. So yeah. I can't wait to do that and follow. I'm just kind cold. of following behind y'all. Like everything y'all do, I'm just going to do. <laughs> you're going to just follow behind yeah. the one, the one traveling around the world <laughs> while we're <Why>? stuck in <laughs> this room. <laughs> but, <laughs> trying to follow. Stop God, God is good. That is definitely. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, man, that's gonna be dope. You on Royalty TV is gonna be dope. Shout out to Royalty. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Showing us major love. All right, man. Y'all want to jump into it? Wins and losses, dubs and L's. All right. So this week in J Rock's life, hey, we have a loss. There's only one more week of Game of Thrones left, mm. and I'm I'm not ready for this for this experience to end. You know, we have. You know, if y'all ain't seen it by yet, I'm sorry. Danny oh, you went ham. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And that, that ham was fried. It was well cooked. <laughs> hey, my my, my homegirl said uh, everybody looked like burnt chicken nuggets. Like, I fell <laughs> out. I was, she was like, in nuggets? fact, Danny looked like a chicken nugget. I was like, yo. <laughs> yo Danny brought spicy nuggets back. Man. It did. It was, it was good. Damn. It's what? I... I don't know, man. I just my it's fire. I, what's what's funny? What's funny? Literally, 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 it was fire. Literally, see what you did there. I see what you did. That was well done. Well done. What I, what I found interesting about Game of Thrones is that just over the years, people have just been been they just been building this show up, building it up, building it up, and to see some of the people's reactions on some of the stuff that's been going on the past few episodes, mm-hmm. it's like, damn, are they? Are they messing up that bad? So here's the thing about Game of Thrones. It's eight seasons, but this is their 10th year shooting it. So this has literally been out damn near as long as the MCU. So this is Game of Thrones in game. So when hmm. you got 10 years invested into a show, you want to make sure it actually delivers. So it pans out the way you, you right. want it to. So with this being the last six episodes this season, everybody's going to be extremely critical of it. Mm. But so like are they doing episode. like a two-hour special? Like, I think Sunday's uh, an hour and a half. Oh, right? uh, okay, yeah. And that's the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. ever. So that's why I will be rewatching season eight on Saturday. Damn. Yep, that's my set. I'm gonna go work out, 
and then Game of Thrones and chill. Really, Game of Thrones and chill. From nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, what's that? Like fifteen hours? Nah, it's just season eight. It's uh, it's gonna be. And it's ten episodes. No, that's no, all. They only six. did six. So. Oh, yeah, yeah it's gonna last be nice. hours. Short. Talk about bedtime. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be nice. Gotcha. So for someone who is. Only watched but one episode of Game of Thrones, and that was the Winterfell episode. Well, you fucked up. What? Where should I? Like, do I have to start from the beginning to yes. really just get the? Yes, you sure do. Damn, that sucks. Because <clears throat> I want to watch it, but it's I, a process. I do not want to commit that. That's what I hear, but that's a lot of commitment mm-hmm. that I'm not ready for. It's it's, it's eight seven seasons of goodness. Said eighty percent of the niggas live. <laughs> mm. The commitment I'm not ready for. Oh, Jody. Mm. Man, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> That's a conversation I want to crack from that, but we probably don't have time for it on this episode. Yeah, we are kind of stuff. So, what's your win, loss? My win is a successful Mother's Day. Mm. Yeah, man. So we don't typically go out on Mother's Day because it's too crowded. So we went yes. out yesterday. Yeah, so we went to uh, Kyoto, which is kind of like Benihana. Mm. You know, it's kind of the same hibachi type performance thing. And it was cool. Uh, you know, of course, Ash enjoyed herself. What was dope about it is like they bring out enough food for the whole table, but sometimes not everybody wants everything. So they just start giving shit away to uh, people. It was like nobody wanted their like their vegetables and their noodles and shit. So shit, you know, I took it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But it was uh it was cool. It was that was just the simple, it was it was dope. You know what? It's Mother's Day is kind of like one of those things where it's like I almost forget to celebrate it because I'm celebrating so much other stuff because a lot of stuff runs together with Ash. Because you got Valentine's Day and then her birthday. Mm, I feel your pain. Yeah. And then you got... I feel your pain, Yeah, ours is back to back. And then you got her anniversary and then like a few weeks later and then it's Mother's Day. And I'm like, damn. (laughs) a lot, but it was cool. Shit, you can back that up to Christmas right before that. Christmas? Yep. So yeah, that was my one. That's a lot. Can we get a round of applause for the mothers? Round of applause for the mothers out there, man. Round of applause for the mothers. Hey, <laughs> mom. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Melissa? Uh, what's my win for the week? Um, she has so many wins, she can literally select. <laughs> right. which, that is amazing. <laughs> or my loss, sorry. Right. Check the stunt game. Like, so it's it's amazing. Loss. What all happened this week? <laughs> which, which place did I travel to that I want to talk Let's about? Let's see, I got uh, some bag. I was in you know bed a couple days. Yeah. I don't know. When I walked in, like, I felt like <clears throat> I, I got jumped on about like talking about what you mean, no. me traveling. So no, I was, was going to say that was a win because no, <laughs> hey, hey all these people. Yes, yeah, so, no, it's not even stunning. Calm down, y'all. Calm down. So <laughs> hey, I was I in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, okay, let me right? take that back. Let me let me take let me take that back. You weren't in Texas because because <laughs> right. you, you definitely were. But black girl fly doesn't stunt on people. See, stunting and she educated me to this. Stunting is when you're at the airport and you're taking a selfie on the plane. And she she enlightened me because y'all niggas ain't used to it. <laughs> y'all ain't been nowhere. Act like a goddamn winner. You don't have to taunt your opponent after you won. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you've been here before. yeah, back like you. There you go. Act like oh, you've been shit. here before. Awesome. So, go ahead. so yeah, like I mean, I like and that. I honestly, so like you know, I didn't I didn't get on an airplane for the first time. Well. 
like to go to, on vacation till I was good and grown. And so, like I, I used to be that person taking pictures on the airplane, like mm-hmm. nigga off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I see y'all later. <laughs> and then you know, I I just became blessed enough to be able to travel quite a bit. And so, um, so yeah, now it's not even like I don't even want people to know I'm going anywhere now. I'm just yeah, like, it's like that. Yo, I tell my close friends I'm leaving, and I'll tell y'all when I get back, and that's about it. But um, so yeah, my win is actually not necessarily about me. It's about my friend Grizz. Um, who runs a nonprofit in Milwaukee, and they raise um, they raise scholarship fund for funds for Latino students. Mm. Um, you know, just creating a pathway to college and to a better life. And so, this past weekend, I actually got to reunite um, with with our group. Uh, we call ourselves the Shade Room, and that's another story for another day. But um, mm. but yeah, we got to reunite and celebrate her gala. Um, I can't. I think. I can't remember what number gala it was, but it was absolutely beautiful. Um, they raised, before I got drunk, I heard them say close to half a million dollars um, in that room. It was just really incredible to see um, what she put together. So shout out to Grizz and, um, and you know, the city of Milwaukee for all the good work they're doing for um, underserved students out there. Man, that's mm. dope. See, yeah. those are stories you don't really hear. That's yeah. what's up. That and that's that's cool that that, that went down like that. That's what's up. Yeah. Mm. yeah. See, her wins, like you gotta you gotta peep game. Her wins are out of state. For, yeah. for a this good dude, cause. he be dissecting things. Yeah. Like, didn't even well, need to be no, no, You don't dope. have to take it. the arms off of it. No, I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it's gangster. My win, however, is local. Revolves around <laughs> revolves around the DFW area. <laughs> Did leave Ferris? <laughs> <laughs> no, I my house. For real. My my win happened in Ferris in the DFW, and I was living vicariously through someone else. <laughs> See, he's talking about what on uh, Facebook? What the uh, Warriors winning? My G, Game Six. Oh my God, Warriors winning! I got the playoff I wanted. I wanted Steph, Clay, Damian Lillard, and CJ McCollum. My G. It's Christmas. As mu- as much as I have respect it, for Damian Lillard, it's like, Christmas. you know they're getting washed, right? You say what? You know they're getting washed. What do you mean? What's washed? 4-2. Swept? They won't get swept. <laughs> okay, okay. But four two. I want the Trailblazers to win too, but I'm No, gonna, I don't I, I don't I just want I just want Dame to get his respect. I think if they if they play well, if they are efficient and they play the defense that they are capable of playing, and they can out coach Steve Kerr. They'll go seven games. And they do all games. that. I think the Warriors win in four. <laughs> <laughs> Light skin power. Right. Everything can still work in their favor and right. they still lose. Mage raise on the shot. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I got Warriors in four. If they do all that. Nah, they'll nah. if they if they slip on any of that, I got Warriors in three and a half. They'll 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 give up halfway through the fourth. Trail Blazers is gonna win one. I I even give I think two. it's going six. They'll go six. But I it, want Steph to wave off Damien when it's over with. Mm. That's just because you're a jerk. <laughs> you're 100 percent correct. Damien's a G. I, I want the wave off. Damien from the hood. I, don't know, I, res- I respect the shot. That was an amazing shot. Yeah, that's top five. George. Yeah, that was, that was top five finish ever to a playoff game. Yeah, I mean that was oh, amazing. Kawhi's was tough too. You said what? Well, I say Kawhi's was tough. Oof, I, yeah. I, I, I put Dame's over it. I don't. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Why? Established. All right. Move yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> because Kawhi's shot wasn't supposed to go in. <laughs> like Damian Lillard, he practices that shot. Like I feel like Kawhi. Got, and he hit he that got shot lucky. like three times before yeah, he shot like, it. Like Kawhi, like kind of just ran it. Yeah, he got lucky. Yeah, and it was that game still went to overtime. And it was a game seven, 
And that's and never happened before in shot. history. And it bounced off the rim four times and then went in. So you like luck over skill? Ooh. Mm. Luck over skill? What do you mean? Shots. What does that mean? That that shot was a lucky shot. Like it could have bounced either <laughs> way. Yeah. Like Dame shot was practice. It's one he does before, but he hit it in the clutch. Under pressure, under an all elite defensive player. Which is cool. He did it from distance. <laughs> so it was cool. It was cool. He did it from distance, but Kawhi hit it over Joel Embiid, though. Yeah. And that's a seven footer. That can play like, amazing defense. Like that was a For a shot was a not to shot. be able to go in. And it, it went it went in the way it did. I think that shit's dope. And the fact that he had time to stop, squat, pose, stick his tongue out, and look at the uh, uh, fucking MB before it failed. And that's the thing too. Like Russell, Russell, Russell Westbrook or Paul George, they didn't cry. This nigga MB. <laughs> this nigga did cry. Crying. Yo, yo, but did y'all hear uh, his yell? It was the same as his laugh when he came, when he came to uh, the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. All oh, right. Best of luck to them niggas. Oh, tweet between the lines. Yeah, I was going to say. Throw it up. Throw it up, man. Oh, man. You fixed it. Yeah. No, I did. I had <laughs> you to. You fixed it. <laughs> Damn it. You had one job. Yeah, man. <laughs> Don't fix shit. My fault. I wasn't paying attention. We got nerds off. Okay. All right. So, two between the lines. This comes from a question I actually just saw on a timeline. I thought was interesting. It says, um, "Do you feel it's okay to give a compliment to someone of the opposite sex while in a relationship?" Yes. Why wouldn't you be able to? Okay. What else you Wait, got? What? Tell us. Tell us more. I, I mean, it's a, a compliment can be easy. Just because. You see somebody like, or a coworker, hey, you look nice today. Hey, your hair looks nice. And it's just a fleeting compliment. You're, you're, you're spreading positivity. I don't see anything wrong with that. Now, if you're doing it from a place of being malicious, you know, then that's something else. But if it's just a compliment, you're just spreading joy to somebody's day. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Maybe I'm desensitized, but it's like, I don't really pay attention enough like I, I i don't look at women enough to be like your hair looks nice i don't care what their hair looks like <laughs> i really don't i don't care what they like your hair looks nice today thank you oh you're single it's different well see and that's okay okay so what, what do you mean what do you mean by that well i mean like at, at a certain point like when you're in a you know in a relationship like you're not blind like you you see women you know and you know women are fine and everything like that it's just like i don't think men that I don't think they care enough to, I don't know. I just don't care about that type of stuff. I'm not, I don't care about your eyelashes. I don't care about your hair. I don't care about none of that shit. Like, like, do you, you know, if you talking to me about something that's dealing with work or something like that, because that's the only place you see women for the most part in conversation. Because at church, (laughs) no, I'm talking about for me, like, no, church. I don't see a lot of women, like I see women at church, but I don't engage in any conversations with them, but I'd be with my wife. So I don't have an opportunity to really talk to women outside of work. What if it's someone you knew? Mm. I mean, you can compliment them on their outfit. I guess there's nothing wrong with that. If they killed it that day. But I mean, I'm not going out of my way to compliment a woman on shit. No disrespect. It's just like, I don't, I don't. I'm not I'm not looking at it like that. 
What do you think? Well, what about you? Oh. <laughs> oh, she's good. Well, she's she like, I'm gonna let all the men get their shit out. I don't see an issue. I don't see. I don't see an issue with it. I've, I've, I've seen somebody out and like what they've had on, and like, yeah, okay, that look, you, that looks good. Like, where'd you get it from, or something like it? Because see, I'm never asking. About. See, but that might just be me as an individual. I'm never asking a woman like, where you got the, them shoes from. Where'd you get that outfit from? I don't. You, haven't, you never, you never looked at somebody I've never, and said like, "Oh, she looks good. My wife will look good in that." Nah, because yeah. I don't know how I would explain that to the wife. <laughs> you just buy like, her something and say, yeah, "Hey, be like, here's a gift." I thought you looked good in this. <laughs> <laughs> thought about you. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> what do you have? Also, oh, I wow. guess I don't, I don't, I don't see, a, I don't see, a, I don't see a problem with it. To be honest, I mean, I'm not hitting on you. I'm not, I'm not giving you a compliment to. To try to get in your drawers and get your number and all this stuff, right? Like, and that goes to J. Ross' point about intent. Yeah, because some a, niggas are just grimy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, and that's the thing too. Like when you're doing it, you got to make sure that it's coming across. Like, look, there's nothing really there because I don't need right. you thinking that I'm trying to highlight you or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now, do I do it often? No, but at the same time, I'm not like I don't see anything. I don't see anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? It's and like, I guess what, what type of compliment? Yeah, that's true too. It's like how you deliver it, and then the thirst trap. Because what if they were really feeling you, and that one compliment makes them think something's popping that's not really popping. Mm. I mean, that goes to like just how you present it. Because if if you present it as just a fleeting comment, and you go about your day, then I don't think that would be enough to to push it. I don't think so either. I I, I mean, I don't. What do you think, Marla? <laughs> <laughs> Let's let her in. Not. I mean, I need I, to backfill off this answer. But I need to. No, no, no. I think, I mean, I think two of you hit a really good point. Like, it matters the intent, like, behind it. So, if if you're a married man or you're in a committed relationship and, like, you walk up to a woman and you giving off the vibe of, like, yo, <laughs> like, I'm trying to see what's up and you mm-hmm. compliment her, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. Like, because... <clears throat> Like, I am very much one who I am never going to have my partner looking a fool in the streets, like, ever. Because I wouldn't want anybody Respect. to do that to me. Because I have looked a goddamn fool before <laughs> in relationships. And they'd be like, oh, you didn't know your nigga was, was out here with this other girl? Like, no, nobody told me. So, like, I am just very much one who I'm not going to ever have my, my partner looking crazy. Respect. And then I also, like, I don't do things that I would not do in front of my partner, period. Mm. So, like, if they not there... That was a bar. Like, I, I act like they are. So, I would give a compliment in front of my partner, <clears throat> but I would make sure the intent was right, and I would do the same thing if they were they were not around. Um, and so, so yeah, I think it, it matters the intention and, like, you know, how you deliver it. Um, but if you're just being creepy, yeah, you're wrong. Like, you're, you're dead wrong because you know for a fact that if your wife or your girl was around... You, you wouldn't, wouldn't even do that. You wouldn't yeah. deliver it that way. So right. I mean, just just have respect for your partner and for your relationship, honestly. Um, yeah, just check your intent before you deliver it. But I don't think it's wrong to give a compliment, not at all, not at all. Like, so I do have a question for y'all. How do y'all feel when people walk up to your wives or girlfriends while you're there and give them a compliment? Have you ever had that happen? Mm. Like, a, like a think. waiter or yeah. something. Like, oh, you look really, you know, like your outfit or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, I have. We were at social house. Mm-hmm. And how'd you feel? So we were in a, we were, we was a group of people and dude walked up. He was like, hey, yo, you know, you look really nice with your hair, something like that. And he walked off 
And then... <laughs> Did you look around like this nigga don't see me standing here? This is a rage in A's Well, no, we weren't together. So, like I said, it was a group of us, and all the girls were on one end, and oh, all okay. the guys oh, okay, were on the okay. other end. So it wasn't like we were like one on one, and I'm talking, and the dude walk up and like, man, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You look alright in that. Like that's never <laughs> happened. Mm-hmm. But hey, 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 excuse me, but uh, yeah, but goddamn, some, man, yeah, but somebody give, <laughs> 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 yeah, somebody give my wife a present. I mean, uh, a compliment. Like not knowing that I'm there. I mean, yeah, it's happened before. But what but if what you about were standing if right you there? Were standing right there. If I was standing right there, right. that's never happened. What would you do though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go test this scenario. That. I don't know. That nigga's facial structure. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the intent, right? Because I, I does it. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, it it still does because it depends on like like does something follow that. Like yeah, what happened before, what happens afterwards? Yeah, like, like are you are you that? are you running up on her, hugging her, and then like, damn girl, you look good. Like you know what I mean? Not like, even that. Calm down, nigga. Because like with me too, like I'm kind of watching body language too, because that's kind of a key indicator on somebody's intention. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? So if he's like, oh yeah, he like I don't know, like you said, a waiter or something, he's looking and he's like, oh yeah, you know, you look nice in that shirt or whatever. Like if what if whatever comes out there that is about the shirt still, then mm. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not tripping but if you like start going into other stuff then hmm. I don't know yeah. see I've been on the opposite end see I don't know yeah I've never had that happen yeah but I felt I felt uncomfortable for the dude so like me and my wife was talking to one of my homegirls right mm-hmm. and she's married right and we met her husband and it was weird for me because I was trying to talk to him but he was so boring that I wasn't interested in listening to him <laughs> And so his wife was super cool and I'm friends with his wife. And so me and my wife were talking to her, but mm-hmm. I started feel I felt uncomfortable for him cuz I'm like this nigga don't know me. Y'all made him the third wheel. And and I'm talking to his wife with my wife and we're all, you know, having fun and shit like that. I'm just like I got to bring him in this. But I don't know how. And I don't want to. <laughs> and I don't want to. Wow. So be more interesting. <laughs> be more interesting. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, how you tell a nigga like, you know, yo, step it up. <laughs> step your interesting up. Get your interesting up. Wow. Okay. That's <clears throat> J-Rock. I know I've never been in that situation. I don't know. Neither have I. <laughs> you don't know what you would do? Um... Yeah, it's like you and your girl and y'all just... Now, now um, like I said, it, it depends on how they came at it. If I was a waiter, it wouldn't bother me because that's part of your job to engage with people to get a tip. Yeah, but so I might be in control of that tip. <laughs> exactly. So, And we know black people don't tip. Yeah, man. It's just... Especially it at bars. I don't know, man. It's just... It ain't that Ooh. deep for me. <laughs> There you go. He's going to let it ride. That was a he shot. I said, don't put black people in that. I tip. That's cool. Well, no, it's just, it was, it no, was, that a, was a personal. Yeah, it was yeah, a, it, a, it, a it, conversation, and this nigga wasn't even there, but. I'm rocking like I was. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It ain't that It ain't that deep for me, really. Unless I unless I feel that you're trying to get at my girl, I'm not really. I mean, because I, I mean, it happens. It happens. Yeah, you that, know what I mean? I, that's I that's my thing. I agree. Like, but I think it all goes back to that respect thing. Like, yeah. people going to come after you. People going to come after your significant other. So, you know, just making sure that both parties have enough respect to handle whatever solicitations come. Yes, because the solicitations will come. Shit, and they wow. come when you're not there. <laughs> they, they will. They will come. Be humble. 
No, I, he's like they be coming, <laughs> they be soliciting. I, you can't, you can't stop I mean, look at me. <laughs> oh, seen this ground? Yo, <laughs> he's like that's gonna happen. All right, yeah, I'm gonna remove myself from this <laughs> corner. Corner. He humble. He no, they, they, no, I'm just saying like they come. Not, I'm not even talking. But here's the thing: I'm not even talking about me. I'm not even talking about me right now. I'm just saying, they, yeah, they, yeah, of course. Come. I mean, because even and I think I mentioned on this podcast before. I mean, you, I've had friends who are married that get hit on more now that they're married than mm-hmm. when they everybody want everybody you know want what, what they can't have. That's yeah. true. Yeah, so it, it happens. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about in general, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh. Are we off that? Okay. I think so. I feel, like, I feel, okay. I feel attacked. <laughs> Nick said I feel attacked. Hit us up, man. <laughs> yeah, we all come. Y'all got nothing else. Got Y'all trash. Hit us up. <laughs> I thought you had another one. I'm about to say, you the one with the phone? Hmm? You had a, you had, you want to, yeah, you had another one. Another tweet? Yeah. yeah. The... We can save it. You don't want to use it? I mean, we can't. It don't matter. Because we're 30 minutes in now. We can't. Damn, nigga. I don't, I don't know. I don't. It's, this is Jared shit. I don't know what this is. You gonna break your arm, bro? <laughs> Pause. Yo, that arm saying that home. We can get. We can do it. Y'all want to do it? Yeah. All um, right. So I had another tweet um, from. Well, I'm trying to pull it up. From a listener, it says, "What advice would you give a person on the top three things to do before going self-employed full time?" I'm gonna let y'all pun on that while I get my laptop charger. Marissa, I think you had a great answer to this. <laughs> um, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't work for myself full time. So, like, I mean, my advice would be to go find somebody who works for themselves full time and probably <laughs> ask them to put those three tips. And I guess my other two tips would be to see tip one. Um, Good answer. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't. Good I mean, answer. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you anything I don't know. And that's not, that's not a world I, I've been blessed to dabble in just yet. But but if I ever get to work for myself, I will come back to you and let you know uh, those three things. I promise you, I will. I'll give you one that I like. I know through someone who's been self-employed for damn, I think it's year sixteen or seventeen. When you go self-employed, make sure that you have your money right, like your savings, like that, like that cushion. Because self-employed doesn't mean steady checks no more. It does. So. But I would I would argue that you should have that anyway, even if you are. I would if you work for a company because I mean in these in these days everybody's downsizing and that's true and trying to right size their company quote um, right size uh, yeah like dang. right size means get out of here right size <laughs> hand me a badge <laughs> um, and so yeah like I mean my my godfather actually taught me when I was very young that you should I I mean he taught a lot of people taught six months in reserve but Randy was very much like no you need a year. He was like, because the more money yeah. you make, the longer it is to find that job. Agreed. Um, the longer the interview processes are. So he always Ooh, taught me good. to mm-hmm. to like put a year somewhere. It doesn't have to be like, you know, accessible right now, but you should be able to liquidate at least a year's worth of living expenses. Mm. That's, not, that's a new goal. Putting that one down. You putting that one down, bro? Yeah, that's a good one. I'm not mad at that. That's one. fire. Um, not self-employed either. I can give some advice from the guy that I work with on this marketing thing. Um, so I kind of spent some time with him when I was in LA. And one thing that I recognize is like, when you want, when you have the thought of going self-employed, you have to make sure that like, you really want to do that shit. Like for real. Um, and to not just speak, 
I'm, so I'm gonna try to give this example um, without, you know, sounding like I'm promoting the company too much. But no, do you think? Um, when so I, so the company that I work for or I'm working on or with rather uh, the clothing company in LA, I've been with it pretty much since it started, right? So I've been in the conversations where we're trying to figure out how much to allocate here and what funds to put here. And like when we first started, we were in the red a lot. Mm, <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? And so I'm, I'm watching this guy, you know, get funds so we can continue advertising, so we, we can continue manufacturing product, storing product, you know, shipping product. And it's like when, when you go self-employed or people who want to be an entrepreneur, a lot of people don't have that behind the scenes look of mm-hmm. what it really takes to really get something out of the mud and to build something from the ground up. Right. You know, a lot of people they just want to just be entrepreneurs and say that they're entrepreneurs. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, one of our one of our most controversial shirts, it says too many entrepreneurs and not enough hustlers. Oh, that's a fire like shirt. It. Yeah, because like a lot of people <laughs> that's a fire like, shirt. A lot of people want to they want to say that they're entrepreneurs because it looks good on their about page on Facebook right. or in their bio on Instagram. Right. But like people don't really know what it really takes to really build something from ground up. And he's still he's still working while doing this. And you can imagine if he was doing this, you know, solo dolo. This mm-hmm. is the only source of income. So like I said that's one thing I would say. Um, I mean it's a cool concept. It's a cool idea to go self-employed, but unless you're ready to, I mean, you you kind of touched on the earlier res about, you know, money management. Because mm-hmm. not every check is steady. I mean just because January was good doesn't mean that March will be good. So mm-hmm. you gotta be able to you know, manage your money effectively month, month by month, in a sense. Well, so just to piggyback off of that, because um, here's another thing on the money thing. Like, you don't think about this stuff uh, until you actually meet someone self-employed. Health insurance. Yes. Health insurance is, when you're self-employed, mm-hmm. you got to be ready for that, because it ain't the same as your W-2. Mm-hmm. Like, you're eating all that. That's costing a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's why I was, you know kind of alluding to too is like you got to be ready to take on and absorb that type of cost and that's something most people when you think entrepreneur like oh i'm gonna make all this money i'm working for myself you ain't think about health insurance that shit hits you can't afford to get sick yeah if you ain't got that money right mm-hmm. so all right so the only thing i will say again i've been working nine to fives all my life uh i have tried <laughs> disclaimer to, I have to be honest about it so uh <laughs> I, I i have done a couple um Network marketing companies. Yeah. And the one thing common that all my mentors always say is once you get your first pay, first paycheck, that's your first big check, that's not when you go self-employed. It's when you can consistently make that over a year. Mm-hmm. Right. Because um, one of my mentors, he made over a million dollars. Then he lost it. Mm. So No, you can lose a million dollars very quickly. No, no, the income stopped. Because you're over people and you're you're only not looking at your production but other people. Mm-hmm. So if everybody quits under you and you don't have the same level of production, he had to start over. Okay. So he had to adjust. He at the time, you know, he had to still project the same image he had, so he could mm-hmm. still rebuild his business. But it's like the one advice I would give is make sure that your income is steady. And you have something in place because no matter how good, how bright it is now, rain is coming. Mm-hmm. Speaking of it, I remember an example off of that where 
a gentleman built his business in New Orleans and he was making like six to eight thousand dollars. Like his whole team was in New Orleans and then Katrina happened. And when Katrina happened, the team got dispersed because, I mean, you got to live. You got to find shelter. You got to do all this thing. You're not thinking about building a business. You're thinking about surviving. Income dropped immediately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, um, do, y- do y'all listen to the Reed podcast? With nah, I don't. Kit Fury and Crystal. And Crystal, mm. no. So Crystal is like one of my favorite people in the whole world. I just, I think we're best friends. I've never met her, but um, <laughs> I just, I just assume her and I are good friends. But through listening to the the podcast, she would allude that she had a nine to five when they started the podcast. Mm. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And at the time I was just starting my blog. And so hearing her story really encouraged me because I also found out that she worked for the same company that I work for when Mm. I currently work for when, Mm. when they started the podcast. And I mean, she hustled that nine to five, you know, slang them podcasts. And then she made a very conscious decision. um, Like you were just saying, not to quit her job until she could sustain off of the income from right. podcasts and from you know other gigs that she was doing, speaking gigs, her writing, all of that, um, for six months. And so, like here she was working two like full time jobs when you think about it. And so, I think I've just kind of set that as a rule for myself too. Like you know, I'm gonna continue to to hustle this nine to five until. I know without a shadow of a doubt that right. <laughs> I can right. keep the same lifestyle. And I've, I've found that lifestyle that I'm very comfortable with now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not lavish. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> like I travel, but sometimes. Yes. Across the world. <laughs> right. No one right. Right. <laughs> but but it, like it's not nothing crazy. Like my house isn't a McMansion. You know what I mean? Like I don't drive any kind of crazy car. My Kia is sitting right outside. Um, yeah, go on and it's clean too. Kia came up, it's a very nice <laughs> it, car. It, it ain't one of them old kids, <laughs> it's like when they rebranded. It is a very nice car, but um, <laughs> but uh, but for me, like now that I found that that lifestyle that I'm really comfortable with, um, like I know for a fact that I will have a nine to five until everything else that I do outside of that job can sustain that lifestyle. So, I mean, I think I think you have a really good point, like, well, all y'all have really good points, like, make sure you're you know, financially cushioned um, somewhere, even if it's not in, you know, your savings, it can be in your HSA, your 401k, whatever, just make sure you can liquidate cash if you need it. Um, Mm -hmm. But then also, um, oh, and then health insurance, God, yeah. Because it's expensive to get sick with health insurance. I'm going to tell you that. Like, they do not play games. Hell no, they don't. I just paid off my, my emergency room stay. From um from DC like a couple of weeks ago I was like yo this is crazy yeah one night in the hospital oh they ran me thousands insurance. of yeah. dollars they will crazy. tax you mm-hmm. that, that makes no sense yeah. all right, let's get advice from people who are <laughs> self employed I think we did all right all the people nine to fives nine five until further notice we'll let y'all know tune in <laughs> hit us up man speak between the lines Facebook Twitter Instagram. Start a conversation with us. Join a conversation we're already having. <laughs> Check out our merch. Bit.ly forward slash SBTO store. You'll find all of our shit. Hmm. Timing. It's pretty peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What you laughing at? What did you do? Oh my God. That's fine. Oh, I know where it is. Okay. Go ahead. Steve Harvey, right? That's what we've been rolling to. Oh, I thought you were going to do your transition. Like, you know. I thought you were gonna do a transition. Nah, man. I'm let's roll into Steve Harvey. 
<laughs> Somebody <laughs> jumps the barbie off. Speaking of not working at nine to five, look at this. <laughs> Speaking of being self-employed, no job. Shoot this motherfucker, no, looking ass. Um, yeah. So if y'all did not know, young Steve Harvey actually young well, really old. <laughs> old Steve Harvey uh, actually just caught a huge L. Well, he made news before this because he had that little comment about rich people don't apparently sleep, which. I saw an IG post that immediately debunked that with Warren Buffett and Bill Gates talking about they don't schedule anything. Mm-hmm. So he said that on his show or something? Yeah, he went on a rant. Yeah, he was on his soapbox. Yeah. He was like, rich people do not sleep. He was like, he said the stock market. He's such an idiot. He, was he like, is such an idiot. <laughs> He's like, the stock market is on the East Coast. It been open two hours. Before you been awake. So two hours have gone by with your money making decisions about you. Like, what the fuck, Steve? That, that, that was a two separate. Uh, he is. That's funny. Some people know things. Steve Harvey is not one of those people. He is just. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I don't get why people buy his books. Why people listen to anything he has to say. Since I was a small child, I knew he was an idiot. He had mm. his his radio show started in L.A. on KJLH, and I remember listening to it on the way to school with my mama. And being like sitting in the back seat, like this nigga is a fool. <laughs> like, and I mean, I was young. I had to be in elementary, you know, maybe junior high school. But I remember thinking, like, yo, he is a fool, and he he knows almost nothing. Right. And if if as a small child, I can understand that. <laughs> I'm confused about how he's been allowed to just peddle these these terrible ideas about things to people. Well, he's loud. I heard a yeah. I heard a the saying, Tyler Perry effect. I guess I heard a saying in Hollywood today. It said it's not called show friends. It's called show business. And you don't get what you deserve. You get what you can negotiate. And unfortunately, or fortunately for him, Steve Harvey is a very good negotiator. Because you got to think about it from this perspective too, or you can think about it from this perspective. Mm-hmm. He's actually the second least talented king of comedy. The second, who was the first? D.L. Hughley was the least talented out of that group. Yeah, I agree. Like D.L.'s, yeah. So I would go yeah, Bernie, Cedric. Who was also in someone's top five, but I'm not saying no names. I'm not pointing no elbows. <laughs> but, I, ain't, I ain't pointing no elbows. I'm just saying. Yeah. But out of the Kings of Comedy, he made all of the guap. He made the most out of all. Like he blows them away. And I mean, so another thing I've noticed about Steve Harvey is he is willing to be whatever he has to be to mm. get the, the spotlight and the check. So, you know, let's go back to Monique. He sat there and told Monique, <laughs> fuck your morals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get that money. Right. Right. And I think that is that is a, a line he has lived by and he's he's based his career around because, you know, Black people was sitting here like, hey, bro, don't go meet with Trump. Don't go bro, meet with I Trump. Bro, I was, oh my and God. And he took his old dumb ass down to New York to Trump Tower and sat there and then came back to tell us that Trump wasn't that bad and that he was going to fix things in America. His dumb ass. Mm. And I thought to myself, like, so whatever it takes, he's willing to be that. He Who that pastor that uh, was cheating on his wife? Because he did the same shit. All of them. Uh, uh, no, oh, all of them. No, what's my, my boy my, name? My, my. Pastor Gray. Pastor John Gray. Yeah, John Gray. Uh-huh. His, his coon ass was up in there trumping it up with with Donald too. Talking about you know we gotta 
be able to meet with the other person and try to communicate so we can fix things. No, nigga, he used to use a pawn. Didn't Malcolm X tell y'all some shit? I feel like they get paid to do that shit. Who? Great. People that are going to meet Donald Trump because he needs he needs somebody he needs some a face for the black community because we know that he's full of shit. It's so like yeah, we, we, we don't think they're getting paid. I think it's a, not a negative. They go in good faith. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's all a, publicity. Yeah, it's a it's a publicity mm-hmm. stunt. Yeah. It's a like you know you hosting Middle America show right Family mm-hmm. Feud. You should probably act like. You're in tune with Middle America, and mm-hmm. so he he takes his coon ass down there and <laughs> you know, he shuffles. But but he like he been tap dancing like that ain't nothing new for Steve Harvey. He been tap dancing as long as we've known him. He will be whatever he has to be to get a laugh because he ain't funny. Like his comedic Facts. genius is that of a puddle. Um and and yeah, so he's loud. A puddle and, is low. I was about to say puddles. I, I, puddles I, I, got I, I, low. Puddles low as hell. I won't go that low, but. You you think he's don't don't ask th- him about comedy, please. No, no ask him. Not, oh. So like so so in in my opinion, comedians are some of the smartest people in the world because they have to be able to take a look at a situation and dissect it, but then also make it humorous. I think the the greats, yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Well, we know for a fact that Steve Harvey is an idiot. Like <laughs> this is this, love, like she's so matter of fact with it. Huh? I would say he has a different perspective on things. I don't think he has a perspective at all. I think I think he uses pregnant pauses and he rolls his eyes Ooh, and, she peeped game and right he there. like I think he uses gimmicks to seem funny to a very specific demographic. The same way I think Tyler Perry is not funny mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. but he uses gimmicks with Medea and her loudness, her like, you know, her old black grandma mm-hmm. southern thing to get laughs out of a certain demographic. I and that's not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying yeah. that it is what they're it is. not brilliant in comedy. Like Dave Chappelle is brilliant. The oh, way yeah. he can call back something from the first mm-hmm. five minutes of his oh, of oh, his yeah. special mm-hmm. at the very end yeah. and bring it around. Like that's brilliance, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They are gimmicks. Okay. As love as this. Rebut? Retort? Uh, no, I mean... I- I I I can't refute anything because he does with the facial expressions. He does with the eyes. Like even what you say, I, every you special it. I remember him doing that. The pregnant pause. Yeah. And they and they the use pause, the camera the angles. Eyes. Yeah. And and so Dead like pan. yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that we have to recognize the difference. I think between a very talented comedian and one who just kind of uses the stereotypes of. <laughs> Of us, yeah. to get laughs. So is, is that is that why he lost his show? Because that wasn't the only show that he lost. He lost. Some, he lost uh, more big, than one. Big yeah. Little or something he, like uh, that. Little, uh, the little big shots. Oh, uh, I never yeah. watched that. Was it any good? I don't know. I've never mm-hmm. seen it. So well, is that why? Like, do we know the reason as to why he actually lost his show? Let's see. So the root tweeted out with the cancellation of his show and a. Rep- they replaced him with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, because yeah, they want her in that in that time <laughs> slot. Well, damn! You got replaced by Kelly Clarkson, I, my job. I would play her if I was him. I would, my hamstring coach. Actually, I can't run this race no more. This is the second time that they canceled this show. Dang, Kelly Clark is she even funny? Kelly Clarkson, no, she's trash. That's terrible. What's she gonna talk about? And then they replace him on Little Big Shots with. Uh, the actress, the comedic actress, Melissa uh, McCarthy. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, he getting replaced by all the white women. It looks all like, of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Someone down like on his ass. Somebody <laughs> just tweeted out. It looks like Steve Harvey. Give me that able to bitch. <laughs> Schedule some more sleep. Yeah. Give me my show. <laughs> oh shit! Damn, Steve Harvey. Damn. Somebody tweeted out. Maybe eight more hours. 
<laughs> he can sleep now. <laughs> you can sleep a little more now, Steve. Damn. Hell yeah. BT gonna pick him up, watch. Oh, God. Oh, I doubt it. Hold up, here's a tweet. It's interesting how both Lee Daniels and Steve Harvey uh publicly scolded Monique on refusing to play the game and now both of their both of them are getting their shit canceled. After playing the game. After mm. playing the game. Look at that. Mm. Empire look at God. canceled. Hey, Star look at canceled. Hey. Steve Harvey show canceled. Monique. RBF. <laughs> <laughs> Damn dog. Wow. Well, we wish Steve the best. Maybe he'll have some time to read and study. And uh, he's still getting money. We can't. Yeah, we, I mean, we know this. Yeah, he still got the pageants. He still does the radio still show. Does the radio got the pageants. Show, so. Yeah. Still, yeah, does pageants. What pageants? He's still doing that. He's still allowed to mm-hmm. do pageants. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think wow. he is. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't have to get the names right. <laughs> they just women. Wow. <laughs> That's be okay. Yo, the woke crowd started killing this nigga. Listen to this. Frederick Douglass put in his memoir, more slaves were whipped for oversleeping than any other fault. Douglass went as far as to suggest that keeping the enslaved population in a state of constant fatigue was a useful tool in breaking their will. Woke niggas going after Steve. Mm. Well, and, and so statistics have actually proven that the poorer, the poorest of us sleep the least. Mm-hmm. Because usually they have the jobs with the longer hours or the weird shifts and then they got to go home to their kids or take care of their mamas or, you know, their lives are just set up differently where they have so many responsibilities. So when I heard him going off on his soapbox, I was thinking to myself, like, it is a known fact that African-Americans in this country sleep less than yeah, anyone least. else yes. yeah, because we true. have to go home and deal with so much more. Like I thought about um, when I was in undergrad, so I was taking a full load working 30 hours a week my mom had just gotten sick so even when i did have a break and i went home i had to check on my mama and then i remember my sister and her husband had lost their house um Mm. the bubble had hit the housing bubble Mm -hmm. and so my nieces were living with us so here i am also taking care of these toddlers right and so i was thinking to myself like no he has no idea how little we sleep compared to people whose lives doesn't include all that extra, I'm not going to even call it drama, but all that extra responsibility that we often have to take on for families and, you know, for our significant others or, cause we don't, we, we don't have help that we can hire to bring in for those things. We have to do it mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me ask you, do you feel like the intent was, he was talking about like the people who don't want to get up and work as far as they need to get up and nah. do more. Cause like you said, like in order to get where, you know, all of us have, we've had to work. We haven't been able to sit back and relax. We have to work and put in time to get where we're at. I, I think that he ignored some very, very known facts. So mm-hmm. let's be clear that the wealthiest of us in this country, the majority of them have had generational wealth passed yeah, down. Absolutely. Right. So for him to say That's rich boring. people ain't out here sleeping they out working well let's be clear that johnny's daddy left him a business mm-hmm. <laughs> so he didn't get rich because he didn't sleep he got rich because he was born right and so like he ignored some very real things that come with being wealthy in this country and with having good fortune now, now i'm not saying that there aren't those who have made it to the top who have worked hard absolutely but the mass the the majority of folks who are genuinely wealthy in this country have become wealthy off our ancestors backs Mm -hmm. let's be clear and passing that wealth down being able to get real estate in the best neighborhoods and 
you know, prime lending for those mortgages. And also just being able to make a call and getting a six-figure salary out of college because uncle so-and-so knows so-and-so. Mm. So he he missed a lot of things. Um, and I think he thinks that he's wealthy <laughs> simply because, you know, he's worked hard and like luck and being in the right place at the right time had nothing to do with it. Now, I'm the first one to say, absolutely, I live a great life. I have a great lifestyle. But there are more people in my neighborhood that are more talented than me that just were not in the right place at the right time. The stars just did not align for them. So I'm the first one to admit that there was a combination of hard work, of talent, and being blessed and lucky. And he he ignores a lot of that, I think. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like he's also trying to I guess ride the wave of that Team No Sleep. Remember, Team No Sleep became a big thing. Yeah, yeah. And team, it was like yeah. the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. yeah, Team No Sleep. Yeah, I feel like it's more of a generalization. Yeah. Like, outside of the one and two percent, the majority of us have to work to get where we mm -hmm. want. And there is a, a level of luck in being blessed. And, and with that, I think he should elaborate it more on it instead of just putting a blanket statement because blanket statements are never true. You have to have nuance and everything. Yeah. Do you think he even understands that there are more complexities to it? That's what I fear, that he thinks it's as simple as what he said. Um, I feel like he does because like, he came from nothing. Mm -hmm. Like When you look at you know him at the very beginning of comedy, he was hopeless. So <laughs> I would think that he would understand that more than anybody. Okay. I Maybe think not more too. than anybody, I, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as... <laughs> You know what I mean. Generalization, no nuance. So what? I mean, Generalization, <laughs> no nuance. I think he just he was in between breaks and he just tried to he just tried to to sum up uh, yeah. a topic that is more complex than. Let me little... talk to you, lazy niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody brought a soapbox out for him. So wait, what? What prompted him to go off? I don't know. Does anybody know what prompted him to go on a rant? I think he just does that. Yeah, though. no, he, that's this is the first video where I've seen him like mm. talking to the crowd during the commercial break. <laughs> like on commercial break, he normally just talks yeah. to once about wherever topic. Because he, he does it, he does it during uh, Family Feud too. He'll just go and just talk to everybody. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think Steve you might want be more out of life. More out of life. I think Steve might be the victim of like you ever see that one nigga that says one dope thing mm. and then it cracks and then they get addicted to that feeling and so they start saying a bunch of shit hoping, hoping they say one dope. dope thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel mm. like he's that nigga because he's got some quotables like some all time great quotables. Mm -hmm. But as much as he talks, you gotta dig for them. Like they're definitely in a minority. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's just always looking for the next. Thing that I can say that makes me look like I'm so personally developed or so maybe he's trying too hard. I think it's the victim of the way he works because when mm. you work as many jobs, you used to always happen to be on. Mm. And I never got that either because I'm like, bro, like sit your ass down. I mean, you trying to keep up with Will Smith. You know, Will Smith out here. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna be, first of all, you're not even halfway as talented as Like, come on, like, we need to have a Will hierarchy a of talent. all by himself. Him and a German Shepherd. You ain't, you ain't done that. Yeah, yeah, we gotta. Yeah, that was a problem. We <laughs> gotta have a hierarchy. Fantastic. Him and a yeah, German Shepherd. He carried the whole damn movie. Him and a goddamn dog just out there. And then the dog died. Spoilers. So, yeah, so then Will got all the checks. Like, the dog paid for half the No kibbles and bits, no nothing. I'm just saying, like, there's a hierarchy of talent in the black community, and Steve. Steve ain't really high on that list. Not of talent. He's but rich, but yeah. but but from a talent person, like the most. Well, how many rich dummies we know? We got one in the White House. 
like mm. a motherfucking bars. And and I think I think we have this this misunderstanding that because they're rich, that they're, they're intelligent. That is, we know that's not true. Damn, no, yeah. we, she killed that. And so, and I think he uses his his wealth, and and well, I'm wealthy. So let me talk to you, bro, real quick. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to listen to me because I'm because wealthy. I'm wealthy, and mm-hmm. I know you want to be wealthy. But I like what you said. Like I. I never thought of it that way. Like he very well could be addicted to trying to get that next round of applause. Right. That's what I'm saying. Trying yeah. to trying to dig for a diamond that's dope. That ain't so there. he just out there spewing just words. Spewing, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is he only gotta he only gotta say it once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if he lucks up and trips over a quote, mm-hmm. then it's just like, oh my God, Steve is so profound. And yeah. you know, that's why we need to buy his books. That's why we need to listen to his radio. Like, that's why we need to check him out. Like that's that's a really good point, and I mean, can we also talk about this memo? Y'all remember the memo he put out? Mm-mm. So what, the one about communication. <laughs> yes. So he told his um his staff. I, his staff. Mm-hmm. There was a memo that I could tell he wrote. By the way, I <laughs> 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 said, "Oh, Steve Harvey definitely wrote this." <laughs> Missing a comma. That's misspelled. Anyway, so he pretty much told people. I don't have time for broke niggas. If you see me in the hallway, don't speak to me. Don't stand by oh, my dressing room. Mm-hmm. Don't. And I'm thinking to myself. He put that out? He I put that. a memo. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. A it, memo. It was for the Steve Harvey show. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't have time to do autographs, all these hugs. He was like, we will groups. not talk. He was like, you need to schedule an appointment. My mm. security will not let you in. Ooh. It was nuts. And I'm thinking to myself, here's the man that's always... Talking about God and talking about how to, how to treat people and you know and you putting memos out, but then it's the same thing with his books. You know what I mean? How to catch a man or whatever they call it. think, think like, like a man. man. Think like a man. And yeah. he on wife number three. Three. Mm. But he's every wife has been the side chick to the previous hey, wife. Well, hey, he can take out so, Hold up. Yeah. He can take out another one. So I'll buy that book. <laughs> so think what like a man right? and then do exactly the opposite of what he right. says in that book. Damn. <laughs> You don't have to be celibate for 90 days, ladies. <laughs> just make sure it's right. Yeah, just give it up. Give it up early. Well, okay, bell, easy. God damn it. <laughs> easy. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. also yeah. not what I'm saying. <laughs> you stop with the bell. Thank you, ladies. Are you hey, hearing man. it? If, if they're feeling nervous, just give it up. <laughs> I just gave you a compliment. I ain't got to wait hair looks nice. three months. <laughs> <laughs> give it up, ladies. Your hair is nice. Your hair is nice. Your hair is nice. Oh my God! <laughs> that's it. On that's all I got on Steve Harvey. I'm just glad oh he um, he's got time wow. to rest now. Yeah, my best wishes to that nigga. It's funny because you know what? I think Marlissa is actually a curse for Steve Harvey. Yeah, because every time she come around, something bad happens to him. And R. Kelly. I just want to point that out. It's an and R. Kelly. And yeah. I'll be waiting for that nigga to fuck up. Like, <laughs> you gotta wait long. Let me, hey, Robert? Right. Robert? 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 Sylvester? Robert Sylvester? Robert Sylvester? Robert Kelly. Sylvester Kelly. You know I'm waiting on you. Dude, you call this nigga Sylvester one more damn time. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sylvester, my G. That, that nigga sound Sylvester. slimy. Mm-mm. Yeah, I just, you know, R. Kelly, I've, I've been... I've been after him for years, and I think there is a personal vendetta because I have very close friends and my sister and a couple cousins who have been victims of, you know, sexual assault and mm. molestation. And so when I see things like that, it just, like, it just hits closer to home. I think, and I think, um, I felt like as a community we left these girls unprotected. One hundred percent. And so, and that that is a theme, right? Like, I. I Honestly, black girls are often left unprotected, even by families. And so, you know, when I started going after R. Kelly, it wasn't, you know, just him. It was it was us as a community that 
has allowed this to happen for so mm-hmm. long and we sweep it under the rug and you know well that's family business don't tell nobody no tell somebody My, get that nigga yeah, put man. up under the prison I just had right before y'all came here me and my brother, I was on the phone with him for 45 minutes, and mm-hmm. we were talking about family issues and all this shit, and how one of my family members was like, well, shit that happens to the family stays in the family. And that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. It's because toxic. I'm like, I'm like, so we all have been, we all know those families or have been in those families where it's like, it's Thanksgiving, you at the table, you know this motherfucker touched this person mm-hmm. and they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And everybody else know it, but nobody want to address right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. And nobody in the anything. film has to watch them. That's the some bullshit. Yeah, don't leave yeah, your you kids with so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah that's I, no, that's some fuck shit. You supposed to address that. Yeah. I and, and I'm rolling. We always put like the whole, you know, well, that's family. If family is toxic, cut them motherfuckers off. Like, Facts. period. I don't, our blood does not mean you get to kill me. Right. <laughs> like, right. period. Our blood does not mean you get to run through young girls in our family and I still mm. sit up at the table with you. I'm the first one to call a motherfucker out. Like, you got to go. You can't be here. Mm, yeah. You can't be here. And so, yeah, it wasn't just about R. Kelly, but it was about this notion that we have that we have to, like, <clears throat> and, and y'all already know I'm all about protecting black men. I am not about protecting trash-ass black men. Facts. Facts. Period. So, I mean, there there is a line. Like, I will protect black men with my life, but R. Kelly, in my opinion, is a monster, and he does not deserve anything. Nothing. Like, maybe a Popeye's meal if he was hungry. Hell no, Popeye's. Churches. Let's go with churches. And he don't get a biscuit. Honey butter biscuit. I was about to say hell no. You're not getting a biscuit. Yo, yo, churches without a biscuit is like tragedy. If you ever get a, a meal from churches and the biscuit is not in that bitch. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping the biscuit. Oh, shit. I get the biscuit. My nigga. The biscuit is mine. You took a fucking with no hell. That is heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. And I'm getting you the white meat. Oh, yes. Dry ass white meat. Yo. Dry ass white meat. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Damn, y'all. I don't even know how we got on R. Kelly. Y'all know I can't. I don't. You went there though. No, you, you went, she went down hit list. That's what happened. Did. <laughs> she, she Aria, Aria, yeah. this bitch <laughs> taking them out one she by like, one. Check. <laughs> R. Kelly, check. Man, damn. Okay, I guess jumping off of that real quick. Switching gears. I really want to. I really want you to. I really want to dive into an article that you just recently wrote. Mm. Yes. Called Jesus, John, and Nip. Mm-hmm. A dollar fifteen blog. <laughs> when I tell you, so. I read all your stuff. You know this already, right? But that's the one article that when I read, I was like, this is going to be a repeater. You know how they tell you like there's books that that once you read, like you have an understanding and a grasp of it. Then, But if you go to it a few months mm-hmm. or a few years later, it hits you a different way. Mm-hmm. Jesus, John, and Nip, like that's an article that I can definitely revisit time after time. I think I read it twice just today alone before we long. came here. Dang. Yeah. Dang. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was solid. It was yeah. So I, I kind of just want you to kind of just dive into maybe even the thought process mm-hmm. behind it, and then we can kind of maybe just give our thoughts on just yeah. where your head was with that particular article. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, I'm from LA. I'm from South Central LA. I went to Crenshaw High, so Nipsey Hussle was just prominent, and you know, me growing up in the neighborhood. And he, um, what was really interesting about Nip was <clears throat> I saw a lot of myself in him. And that, yes, he was from the neighborhood, but, you know, he had this gift that he was able to tap into. 
And so he bridged the two. He bridged the neighborhood with that gift and started to, you know, give back in ways that a lot of people just couldn't even fathom until it became brick and mortar, until they could see it physically Mm. um, in the neighborhood. And so I was actually, again, halfway around the world when I found out about it. And my friend Marve um, texted me. So like the the time change hadn't caught up with me. So I was up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. um, in my hotel room in Kiev. And so um, when I got Marve's text, he was like, yo, did you hear about this? And, you know, the the first article had come out about, you know, rapper Nipsey Hussle shot down at the Marathon Clothing Store on Slauson and Crenshaw. And I was just like, what? And and then another article came out and it was like, you know, three people killed. And so I mm. immediately reached out to some friends in L.A. and was like, yo, what's going on in the neighborhood? And um, a, a friend of mine confirmed like that it was Nipsey who had been killed. And I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, it's it's him like you know we saw him working on him like his his body was lifeless and I remember laying there that night um just kind of thinking about his life and all of the things that he had done in the community um and then I thought about his children you know what I mean and how he he was taken so young and then I thought about Lauren London mm-hmm. and how I mean I, I remember you know just the way that they looked at each other and the way they interacted with one another and even the photo shoot they had done in the yeah, neighborhood in the yeah. avenues. Mm-hmm. Like I remember sharing some of it on my Instagram because I was like, yo, this is my neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some photographer came in here and took two people from this neighborhood and made it beautiful and showed the beauty of the hood. Cause we're always hearing that it's run down and it's this and it's that, but there's so much beauty and there's so much culture and so much love there. So I was just really struggling with his death and I, I was confused. Cause I'm like, you know, if the angels needed anybody, like, why Nip? We still needed him here. You right. know what I mean? Like if right, if right. if death wanted to take anybody, like R. Kelly's available. Trump ain't doing nothing. You know, there are other people that you could come get. Hold up. Um, but you know, so I struggle with that, and I mean for weeks because this piece didn't come out until you know almost probably a month after Nip had died, and so I just kind of struggled with that. I was just kind of taking it all in and trying to figure out. Um, you know, how I wanted to to remember him. And um, I watched the funeral. And one thing that really mm. got me was when his brother spoke, when, yeah. when Black Sam spoke. Because, so my my sister, who's a year and a half older than me, Megan, um, she always calls me her big little sister. Because although she's the older sister, I look out for her. Like, I, you know, I've always been the one to protect her um, from, you know, my mom, because my sister is gay, or the family, because you know, so I was always very much her shield and her protector. And so to hear Black Sam talk about how Nipsey had built something that he, in essence, thought he was going to build for Nip, right? Like he had this notion, I got to keep my little brother out of the streets. And then here was Nip building this thing that was going to keep Black Sam out of the streets and, right. and help him to innovate and use his gifts and talents. So, um, so yeah, so when I heard his his brother speak, like I was at work and I was streaming it at work and I didn't give a damn. <laughs> like, we we going to sit here and watch this today. Right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, hearing that and I, I like I, I genuinely cried when he talked about, you know, his brother, because I just imagine my sister and the love that we have for each other and you know if, if I would have been taken away what she would have been going through so um so there was that and then a couple weeks later um I was actually sitting in a bible study and um a friend of mine um she teaches the bible study so you know she's she's a fantastic like teacher like she breaks down the bible really well and I grew up in the church but I also love the bible because it's so beautifully written like the mm-hmm. cadence of it 
and the language. And so for me, it's not just about like, you know, feeding the soul. It's also like feeding my, my love for words um, and my love wow. for like written words. And so a lot of times I read it and I'm like, man, it's like dope. Like the way this like bounces, you mm-hmm. know, with all these commas and all these pauses is really cool. And so there was one passage in particular where um, she was, <laughs> she was teaching, and Jesus was like getting ready to heal. You know, uh, um, I love that section. I think it was a was was he a lame man? Like he couldn't walk. I think yeah. And so, um, <laughs> so you know, here come the Pharisees, and Pharisees was always giving Jesus a hard time. Like anything Jesus did, the Pharisees was like, "Nigga, you ain't shit." Right. Like, <laughs> like Jesus could like walk on water and be like. It's an illusion. Like they just, they were just haters. You know what I mean? Ain't and so, yeah. 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 Right. 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 Who made them? You say he ain't made them. Trey made them beats. But, um, them beats by Trey. But, um, but yeah, so like there was this passage, and what was really interesting about this particular passage was that instead of Jesus saying, hey, bro, go on and walk. You know, I know you had a, a long life. I'm going to let you walk the rest of it. Jesus looked at the man and was like, your sins are forgiven. So, of course, the Pharisees flip out. Like, who are you to forgive sins? Mm-hmm. And Jesus came and, like, kind of flexed on him and was like, oh, no, I'm going to make him walk, too. But I also wanted to let y'all know that I can forgive sins. Like, that was actually just for y'all. That wasn't necessarily for him. And then Jesus looked back down at the man and was like, oh, by the way, get up, go home. You know what I mean? And the man walked off. And so of course the Pharisees was like, oh, he out here healing people and forgiving sins. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Fine. And like they went off and found some more trouble to get in. And so, you know, I, as we were in the Bible study, I was, I told them, I was like, you know, Jesus is kind of out here flexing in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like we don't really realize it, but a lot of times he was doing things, not only, um, for one person to be, you know, saved from something, but also to prove a point to other people who were non-believers. Yeah. But he did it in a very humble way. Like if I were Jesus, Boy. I would have been like high fiving my homies, <laughs> like y'all see that shit, right? Y'all like I would, I would have been trying to embarrass the Pharisees, but instead Jesus went off and <laughs> went to on, pray. Put them on IG. Right. Like, look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Bums. Look at them. You mad now? Right. You big mad? Big mad. Big mad. Little mad. You mad? But Jesus was so humble, like in the flex, and and I wrote in the article, like sometimes you really do have to flex on people just to let them know, like, hey, like. I'm actually really good at this thing, but it doesn't mean that you have to be indignant about it. And then the last thing I I, I wrote about it, I think must have happened the same day that I was in Bible study as we found out that um, John Singleton had, had died. And so, of course, Boys in the Hood was like, mm-hmm. you know, one of my childhood movies. And again, it depicted... Um, you know, South Central LA and actually in the same neighborhood, in the Crenshaw neighborhood. And, um, you know, I just thought about John's ability to tell stories, to tell our stories. But he didn't tell it in a way where everything was okay at the end, right? He told a very real story where sometimes we do live, lose loved ones and they are the good ones. Like they, and, and I'm not going to, because, because fuck, you know, respectability politics. The bad ones don't deserve to die either, right? Mm-hmm. But like, here we 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 have Ricky and he gave us a very real depiction of something that I think we have all seen in these neighborhoods where 
You know, someone had a bright future, but it was cut down because of ignorance and foolishness. And so I really appreciated his ability to tell our stories and to tell both sides. Like he told the beauty of of our culture, but then he told about the things that we need to work on. Like we got some things we need to get the fuck together. So um, all of that came and I was literally sitting at work and I just penned the idea um, and just kind of plotted the the um, the blog and. I got home that night and I just made a conscious decision to finish writing it. I, I think I was actually texting you that day. Mm-hmm. And um, I told him, I was like, you know, I want to get this blog posted tonight um, because at that point it was starting to kind of flow out of me. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of sat at my in my my bed on my computer. And by the time I looked up, it was dark in my house. By the time I finished wow. it, like, Focused. you know, my, my curtain, right. yeah, my curtains is open. I ain't turning my, my little dogs are sitting in the dark, ain't ate dinner or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little Mama, thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's how it is. Like when something like that begins to flow out of me, like I I don't eat, I don't like I don't want to do anything but finish that thing. And so um I didn't know the piece was gonna be that big, but I was just really glad that um that it was encouraging to people because it, honestly, that's all that's all I write for. Like I write to tell our stories and to make sure that people can hear, you know, our point of view um, in a way that's humorous so that, that it's accepted. But at the same time, that's that's informational. So I was just really excited, like with all the love that the piece got and it's still getting honestly. And so. Um, so, yeah, that's fire. Cause it's funny because when I was reading it, um, the humble and the flex. Mm-hmm. Right. My, you know how you read something and your mind automatically like it tries to autocorrect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "She be humble in the flesh, right?" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, but I ain't gonna say nothing." <laughs> Typo. <laughs> I was like, "I was like, let's keep going." But you actually enlightened me because I never caught that. I've read that passage so many times, mm-hmm. so, and I never took that out. And I was just like. Damn, he. Was, you know what? You make the Bible dope. Sorry, God, but she does. Wow. No, no, because <laughs> I thought your words was good. The, like the Bible is dope because <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of like like meaning it behind it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you. I don't want to say modernize it, but it's like I relate to it. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense to me. It's your just delivery's like, there. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, like so, a lot of times when I'm getting stuff. You know, it's coming from that friend I was telling y'all about mm. because, like, as she was explaining it, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, and a lot of times I don't even talk in the Bible study. I just kind of take it in and like digest, you know, the words that she's saying. And so that might be a segment y'all could do, like, like have her come on and just like oh, that, hey. modernize mm. Bible. That would yeah. be oh, that would be sick. Like, dope. But um, but no, like a lot of times, and that's what I love about going to that Bible study because she has this really interesting balance of. You know, here is the word and its whole, you know, its whole form. But then here's how we put it in our reality for today. Right. And so, um, so yeah, the idea actually came from listening to her teach it and, you know, just kind of break down all of the things that happened. And, and literally, I remember the first thing that I said while we were in there, I was just like, like, now that you explain it like that, like Jesus was that kind of out there flexing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and so, so yeah, I mean, I can't take all the credit for, for it, but, um, but and and I think that's how you reach people, right? Right. Like the church is having a real hard time right now. We're trying to figure out how to get uh-huh. people into the church. Yeah. But I think we've become so deep and so spiritual and ridiculous that we forget that people are having real life situations. And sometimes the the poetry of the Bible <laughs> doesn't really relate. You know, you have to you have to break it down. So um so yeah, I 
I appreciate her number one, and I appreciate y'all for for reading it. I do have one quick question though. Yeah. Who's the mop head coworker? Huh? Who's the mop head ass? No, it got referenced like three times. I'm like, wait a minute, this is an individual. But so I got a couple, but I figured everybody has at least one. Mm -hmm. So I got my own mop head ass coworker. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you got your own mop head ass coworker. (laughs) 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 Whoever it is, I'm not gonna even call the name of mine because they might get winded at some point. But I got a few. I'm telling you, and they just they just people who like out here. Giving you a hard time for no reason, yeah. Uh huh. Because they mad or you, you know, I don't know, insecure or whatever. I don't know what their issues yeah. are, but yeah, yeah. We need uh, another season of insecure. Not that. Um. What's crazy about the article when I read it is, I didn't realize how close they were when from when we lost them, hmm? from John Singleton to Nipsey. Because mm. mm-hmm. yeah. like, I I heard it, but when I read it, it's like, oh man. We had Nib, John, and then we had Easter. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, whenever we say we lose people in three, that was the three that we lost them in. And uh, just reading it, the biggest thing that stood out to me, especially when we're talking about uh, Jesus' example, is the direction. He said, I forgive your sins, but he didn't get up and leave. He said, get up and go. Mm-hmm. And I didn't leave until you gave me where to go to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what Nipsey has been. Because I'm, ever since his death, like you alluded to in the article, I've had people out here, even my barber, is trying to do stuff and give back. Mm-hmm. So even though his death was tragic, it's giving people a blueprint to where they want to give back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. that, that that's a, like, for me, like getting those phone calls from friends and, you know, some family members who were just like, yo, I got to get on my hustle. Like, I want to lay this idea on you. And I mean, there were nights where I was up late, way past my bedtime, but I wanted to be there for people mm-hmm. who needed to flesh out those ideas because like we we needed a renaissance, right? Like I and and we needed sadly, I think we always get it with the death of yeah. of, of our people. Like, you know, the bank black thing happened when I think it was Philando Castile passed away, right? Mm-hmm. Or not yeah. passed away, let's be clear, he was murdered. Right. Um <clears throat> and so I'm like, you know, it always takes losing someone but at the same time nip was so special to me because you know he he lived a very deliberate type of life like you know he literally had a song called hustle to motivate like that's why Mm -hmm. he did what he did not only to build up his community and to make sure that his family was good but to motivate other people to get on their grind and so so like you know i was literally thinking and as many planes as i be on and places i be and I'm like, you know, something could happen to me any day. Like, what have I left to this world? Like, mm-hmm. like if if I went today, right, on my way home, knock on wood, like, have I done enough to at least motivate someone to to speak boldly and not live fearlessly, but at least to to push through their fear and to do something just good for the world? Because it's so much, it's so much bullshit out here. It is so much bullshit in the world. Yeah, it is. I'm like, I don't need to add to that. Like, I want to pour out good things into this world. That's it. That's all I want to do. And so, you know, am I doing enough every single day when I get up out of my bed and I walk out of my house to to make sure that I'm doing those things? And that's how he motivated me. But, you know, other people have, like, they want to start businesses. They Mm want to come by the neighborhood, right? They want to give back. And so I think that's that's a life well lived. For thirty for thirty three years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's for funny because sure. I saw a nip video on IG, um, just to kind of speak to his integrity. He was talking about a deal that he was going to sign with Rick Ross, 
Rick Ross, you know, he's independent, right? Mm-hmm. So Rick came with the deal. He straight up said, I was going to do the deal. The only reason I didn't do the deal is because I didn't want it to take away from the people who've been working and pushing me for when I, because I knew it was going to blow up. And I didn't want to take that away from them. The people that supported him from the jump, mm-hmm. from the hood, be like, oh, well, I blew up just because I signed with Rick. No, it's not Rick's credit. It's my people's credit. And mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, bro. That's big. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. Man, there was one one thing that really stuck out to me in about about this article. And it was it was actually something you even started the article with. Mm-hmm. It was when you said, as someone who's always felt her feelings very intensely, I've learned that when invited, unpacked, and given a fair shake at being understood, feeling serves as a purpose. It can often lead to a new depth of clarity. So I think I even sent you that Mm -hmm. because, you know, me even growing up, you know, I've been one of those people who've like tried not to get well, tried to not let my feelings get the best of me Mm -hmm. and maybe even suppress them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as I've kind of grown older and maybe even, you know, due to the credit of even this podcast of how we talk. You know, we're able to get our feelings out, and that passage really stuck with me because it's like when you really give your feelings a chance to to reveal themselves and be a part of you, then there is depth and clarity that comes from that. Mm-hmm. So it's just because you turned thirty. Yeah, you're old now. My knees watch. I can't hoop yeah. no more. You get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just, like when you when you go when you get thirty, like you just start crying for no reason. <laughs> you see, I didn't crack on me. Like I try to go like. Rock said some shit. I was like, yeah, but that was dope. You know, like, yeah, that was dope. I said some shit. Nigga, you just old. Nigga. He was having a moment, but I was just like, yeah, yeah nigga. Shit. Like when you was twenty nine, nigga, you was all hardcore and shit. We watched the trends. Thirty hit that nigga. He got a daughter now too. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are two big you know things. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I ain't saying nothing else. No, no, no. You had a moment. You was because when you embrace your feelings, it makes you grow from. Yeah, yeah. feel your feelings, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, feel that, man. Whatever, rock. I mean, honestly, like. <laughs> unpack it, John. Um, unpack it. Unpack, unpack it. Unpack it. You don't have to keep it. You don't. Don't yeah. be emotionally constipated. I'm gonna unpack my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> emotionally constipated. <laughs> I'm getting emotionally constipated. <laughs> oh, you know oh shit. You know what? Fuck y'all. I'm gonna unpack my feelings <laughs> around so people low. who care. <laughs> so low. So low. By myself in a closet. <laughs> oh, crying, listening to I know you, you yeah. suppress them. Like you gotta let that flow. Yeah, man. No, you had, like I think I think especially as men and even as young boys, you all are taught, you know, that you shouldn't have feelings or you shouldn't show emotion. But I mean, I think that's why we grow up with men who who are honestly emotionally constipated because they haven't mm-hmm. been allowed to express themselves or like they've been made to feel weird for feeling sad or upset mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, um, and it, and honestly, I grew up in a house where if you were too emotional, you got called crazy, right? Like I can't tell you how many times I've been called crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> by people mm-hmm. in my house. But what I realized very quickly was that, um, that I could, I could channel those emotions and I could channel those feelings into my creative outlets. And honestly, some of the biggest pieces that I've written have been when I was very emotional about something and I've, I felt something very deeply. Um, and that's, that's when your creativity really pours out. Like, you know, so, um, so yeah, and and I have always felt my feelings very deeply. Like sometimes I'm like, yo, this shit is intense. Like, is this normal? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually I was talking to a friend last night actually, um, 
about like, you know, something that had happened between us um, months ago. And for a long, for months, I was just kind of like, you know, holding it in. Well, I wasn't holding it in. I just wasn't showing it, mm. you know. And I would get home and, and feel a certain type of way. And I finally, you know, just said it last night. I was like, you know, I was really hurt about that. Like, and in days I was so hurt that like it hurt, right? Yeah. Like it genuinely hurt. Like this, this, this kind of strife that we had had between us because we were so close. Um, and what I realized very quickly was that like, okay, I might seem silly for showing this vulnerable side of me, but at the same time, it felt very good to finally say, right. like, this is that thing that I was feeling, and I just want you to know, not not to place any blame or guilt or anything, but I just want to let you know that, like, this is how I was feeling about that thing, and that release really does feel good. So, um, so all the men out there, you know, let loose, like, <laughs> let loose. I mean, I don't, don't, like, let's, don't, don't be silly, right? Don't walk around the streets recording <laughs> yourself crying, like, I saw this meme that was like, I don't care how bad, bad life gets, I ain't gonna never record myself crying, and I was like, yo, because I don't understand, yeah. like, I don't, why are you on live? Now, yo, we gotta clip that one. That's definitely yeah. we clipped that one. Oh man, that's a good point, man. See, we even just talked about when we were on royalty. That was a whole conversation about how yeah. how men can't communicate with women, but it kind oh, of we sure did. Mm-hmm. I was so lit, like I started forgetting what we talked about. <laughs> that was some good stuff. Yeah, body that. That's a dope, man. Yeah, yeah for sorry. sure, man. That's well, DR segment. Sorry, you miss mm-hmm. it. It's okay. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Well, the moment's passed. You had to be there. Um, <laughs> all right, just gonna catch on replay. Appreciate the article. Yeah. Yes. No, thank y'all for for Appreciate reading it. Like I said, that was a long one. It was. No, it yeah. really wasn't that long. It, it wasn't. I don't it, think it, so. It, it, nah. it was a good flow to it. No, it longer, let me tell you when I thought it was gonna get long. <laughs> He's like, they've been longer. <laughs> they've been. <laughs> Damn. Been Trust longer. me. <laughs> Damn. Been archives for this month. Right. They've been longer. I had to read it in two pieces. <laughs> <laughs> now, when she got all the right. John, I was like, mm. oh, this could be long. And y'all was on y'all way. But then I was like, oh, shoot. That's like, nip. Yeah, John I was, like, was. I was like, there's Nip right there. I was like, she wrapped so quick. And like, after reading that, I went back and listened to like five or six interviews that oh, John gave. Yeah. <laughs> and it amazed me how unapologetically black he mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Like, on Boys and Lily, he was intent to have an all black cast in front and behind the camera the crew yeah mm. it's like wow when you look at everything he's done like we wouldn't have the fast and furious franchise without john mm-hmm. singleton i mean there, like when wow. you look at his you know like his his resume movies that you didn't even know he was involved in right yeah. that he helped to green light or he uh-huh. helped to that's crazy you know fund or produce or whatever and and i mean it was some it was some gems in there oh, like absolutely. some some really good ones so and and i you said something that i love like he was unapologetically black and i think <clears throat> he he gave other filmmakers the the license the permission the, yes there you go the license and the permission to be that without feeling bad about it mm-hmm. um because they honestly like they didn't feel bad when they was leaving us out of hollywood and out of the oscars and, right. like a, you know yeah, what I mean? that's true and so you know his thing was i'm gonna tell our stories the way i want to tell it and i and there are other writers now tv writers you know script writers that i look at who do the, who are coming up that do the same thing and i really appreciate number one them being true to themselves but also I appreciate the folks who are in those rooms greenlighting it. And I'm going to give a shout out to my homegirl, Aisha Summers, who is like a super dope 
TV executive and she works specifically on um, on series that are made by people of color and women. Mm. And so, I mean, I look at her and oftentimes, you know, she is green lighting projects that no one would take, but she sees the vision and she sees the potential in it. So shout out to Aisha, who's Can also very oh, much got some great applause. news today. So congrats. <laughs> That's what's up. Was I the only one? Last thing on this, though. Um, so I'm reading. I'm stupid. Never mind. It's, okay. it's fine. Like uh, I understand. Don't worry about it. No, because I was reading. I was reading the, the article, right? And songs get stuck in my head while I read. Mm-hmm. Oh and, shit! Okay. No, here it comes. I'm trying to figure out what. what no, song. it really was. So y'all remember that Lloyd? Bank? Part? Wait, hold on. Wait, what, what, what part were you what reading? Part? And I'm gonna try to guess what song it was. The title. Okay. The song started right when I read the title. Jesus John, Nip. Bim Benz and Bentley. Emo Benz and Bentley. <laughs> it was that, yo, you my G. Like, you felt it. No, because, like, as soon as I read the title, it was like, it's like, Bimo Benz and Bentley. Jesus, John and Nipsey. Jesus, John and Nipsey. I was like, oh, I'm young. I was like, that shit go hard. This article gonna be dope. The whole time you were reading it, you had that instrumental play. That's what's up, man. Yeah, you're good. You know me. A little bit, maybe yeah. a little bit. I think, man. I think we should. Uh, we should probably provide a link to that article. I think it was good. Yeah, link, Most link, definitely. link in the description, y'all. It's gonna be in there. All right, Rez. You can't. Where you going? Oh, I thought you were. No, I was getting comfortable. All right, but no, he was leaving. So, man, I'm gonna let you go ahead and, and, and jump this thing off for this next topic real quick. All right, so um, Black Twitter was alive this weekend. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. We had a moment, which I thought was an incredible moment, on, uh, what is it, Red Table Talk? Red Table Talk. Yeah, Red Table Talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, shout out to Jada Pinkett-Smith yes. and her family yes. for Red Table Talk because it's a great show. They they definitely have a lot of in-depth conversations. And this past week, um, the Currys were on. Yes. All, all the Currys. All the women. All the, all the ladies. The ladies of the ladies Curry of Kingdom. Curry. Pretty much... The queens, the run, the rulers of the Curry Kingdom, because yeah. they—I'm pretty sure they're making all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they were having really deep, heartfelt conversations until Aisha Curry made a comment about Steph and groupies. Mm-hmm. And Steph Curry, for those of you who do not know, is one of the most elite basketball players in the world. He's a three-time champion, two-time MVP, one-time undisputed, and I'm pretty sure he gets a lot of groupie love. Yeah. Or groupies would love to love him. Mm-hmm. She did mention that she feels a little just like she hates the fact that that happens, and I get that. I'm pretty sure. That clip. You said what? So we should probably pull that clip. I was just thinking out loud. I'm sorry. Oh, you got it. Something that really bothers me, and like honestly, has given me a sense of a little bit of an insecurity is the fact that, yeah, like, there are all these women, like, throwing themselves. But me, like, the past 10 years, like, I don't have any of that. Like, I have zero, this sounds weird, but, like, male attention. So, once you hear the quote, you'll you'll understand what we're saying. But the synopsis of it, or just to paraphrase it, is basically that she wishes that she was getting male attention, like Steph got women attention. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to state my position on this, and then I'll let y'all flow. I thought it was much ado about nothing. 
I thought this was a big waste of time. I thought black Twitter, because it was only on black Twitter. Of course it was. Yeah. Mm. It erupted. The memes came out. But I saw I saw fire. I saw so many clips of Gina walking into a fucking room full of men <laughs> with like scandalous clothes on, begging for attention. And I'm like, hold up, y'all. She's in a safe zone. They even say there's a disclaimer at the top of the show that says this is a safe place to have conversations. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's just talking about their lives, talking about their insecurities. Aisha Curry actually spoke pretty well about her insecurity on Steph and groupies. And I'm pretty sure from a woman's perspective, that gets a little troubling because, one, she just had another child. We know what having children does to a woman's body. So that hurts your self-confidence. She is a little thicker than she was before. That hurts your self-confidence. And it made sense to me. I thought I thought she was just having a genuine moment and we were going to move on from that. And then lo and behold, I look at social media maybe like six hours later and she's trending. And I'm thinking like, oh, shit, the, the news leaked. <laughs> like, there's no way. It's like, why is she trending on Twitter? What, what would happen? And I'm like, are you serious? Like, y'all killing her. For having a vulnerable moment, just saying that she wants to have attention. She didn't say she wants to sleep with the nigga. But a compliment every now and then would be nice. <laughs> Speak to him from the person who doesn't want to give him. Like a motherfucker, oh, right? <laughs> no, no, I get it. No, I don't see nobody. I won't give nobody no compliment. See what? I'll see what. No, I'm just saying, like, okay, as a married man, it's different though. As a married man, I'm not, I'm not, clean it up, clean it up real quick. No, no, it's not even a cleanup. It's just, it just is what it is. Like, as a married man, I'm not going out actively looking to compliment women. Like, niggas ain't blind. You can see somebody that looks attractive. That don't mean you have to walk up on her and be like, oh, your hair looks great. Oh, you look good in that outfit. Like, who gives a fuck? I don't think that's what that question is about, but. Oh, okay. Well, that's how I interpreted the question. And obviously, sometimes I interpret shit wrong. So if I interpreted your question wrong, my apologies. But going to Aisha Curry, I just don't, I just felt like she was talking to what she felt was her sisters. Like that really felt like a private conversation that just was recorded. And I get where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I'm saying it's overblown. I realized how overblown it was when I watched the entire thing and saw how and saw how short that clip was. Mm-hmm. But yo, that's second, what I'm saying. It was like not even ten. It was maybe ten seconds, if that. I had like a thirty minute table talk. So and I, they were talking some good shit on that episode. It was a lot of good shit that got overlooked because of people <laughs> tripping. You know what? People have always tripped on stuff. Aisha Curry said she's kind of always getting thrown under the bus because people feel like nigga, you got Steph Curry. Like what? What should you be complaining about? But there's a lot to complain about. Yeah. We're not even necessarily complaining about, but there's lots of there's lots of feel. I think because she's. Marlis, what do you think? <laughs> no, I really want to hear what you got to say. I, hold up, Marlis. Don't, don't let, I want to hear both of these niggas. Feel your feelings, Dave. I, 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 I have I have comments. I mean, mine really align with with. Reses, but I wait. Hold up, hold up. Whoa, 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 pause. Pump the brakes, nigga. Not kind of, you've been of. shooting at me, and you've no, been kind and you not, co-signing. What no, not, not not everything you said. I'm not co-signing. Everything. Okay, okay, okay. Not everything. Some of it though. But I want to know what Marlissa thinks. 
I want to hear what Jay and Abe got to hear first, say first. But okay. you want to hear what I have to say first? I mean, shit. I mean, it's I, I get it because there have been women in my life, relatives and everything, that just even after had after them having a baby, and they husband or spouse ain't nearly anybody like Steph Curry is, but mm-hmm. there's there's an attention shift that happens. I mean, we have people that won't date women who have children. You know what I mean? And there's there's that shift that's there. And it's like in the mindset of the person that has a child, whether Ooh, whether their whether their body's different or not, there's there's a different look that they're getting. I was reading an article today hmm. about a woman that that um was speaking on the Aisha Curry thing and she was she had a husband and everything, but she she got where she was coming from because like her body changes and she's like, Well, like, am I I'm not who I was right and all this other stuff. So I mean I get it. It makes sense. I, I mean, I didn't see anything wrong with what she said with that. To be honest with you, like I feel like people. I feel like one people try to come at Aisha Curry because one they're jealous because I mean she, I mean this 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 nigga make how much money? A lot of money. She's in a, a very good position that a lot of people wish they were in. She has her own TV show. You know, outside of just this nigga, she has a lot of stuff going on herself. Right. Um, at least perspective wise, right? Because we watched on Real Table Talk, there's a lot of stuff that she deals with internally. You know what I mean? But yeah, she I takes think, she takes medicine for depression. Yeah. For anxiety. Yeah. Oh yeah, anxiety. And that's and that's the thing, like you don't you don't know people's lives just because there's this perception that she's not even giving off. Like she's really out here doing her own thing. This this isn't like stuff. She's not atten- she's not intentionally trying to draw attention like she's right. on the table talk, talking her feelings and that was a clip that just happened to go out but for some reason people feel like I guess she shouldn't have anything to say because of who she is and who her husband is which that's not fair that's some so. BS Jay? that's all I got for that yeah, so right now anyway we're all pretty much in the green so I didn't find anything wrong with what she said because it's true and I think the outrage is coming from everything that you guys say but also people are judging off of who she was when Steph first blew up. Because when Steph, they first started their first championship run, when Steph was first getting heat, he had a supermodel chick on his arm before, right before the first child. And stunning woman. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, she's had three kids, so her body's changed. She's still bad, man. She, she's still a very attractive woman. Uh, but it's it, it it goes back to like even taking Jenner out of it as a kid. Uh, before you start dating, when your mom's, oh, you're the best person in the world. Somebody will be lucky to get you. But if that's the only person that you hear it from, it seems hollow because nobody else is feeding it to you. So that's what I felt mm. that that's where she's coming from. So, like, yes, I know I have a husband. I know I have three kids and my husband loves me, but it doesn't seem as much as far as everybody's running after him but nobody right. says that I'm even worth talking about. It's like you're a shadow. Exactly. So you just want to have some attention. You don't want to act on it mm-hmm. but having like like we're saying with the compliments some, somebody bringing joy to your day is feels good. So I feel like it's Damn, maybe that, I should give a compliment. Number one it, it comes from a circle. And then also it's the environment she's in. With mm. her husband being Steph, 
nobody in the Bay Area can compete with Steph. Hmm. So you're coming up to, I can't compete with the money your husband makes, what he can provide for you. I can't even compete with what you do for yourself. You own your own restaurant. You have cookware. You have a cook show. You have a book. So it's that issue as well. Hmm. Because, yeah, there's plenty of, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of dudes that are just thirsty and she has DMs. But I will I will say that she was definitely tripping on the, like, the DM yeah. part. Like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure pants, that like, there are plenty of Come on, DMs Aisha. in there. Like, stop it. Oh, yeah. Cause shit, I, like, I mean, I've yeah. read Twitter on uh, posts that had nothing to do with her. She was the meme and niggas was, like, hounding. Yeah. So, no. No, I'm not rolling on that part. But so is, I, I, I definitely understand that having reassurance feels good and i feel like people are judging her based off the prism of who she was and not who she is today so mm. all right i see nothing wrong with it mm. floor is yours yeah mm. i just i mean i'm i'm really with y'all i just i think well we in agreement yeah oh, praise think- jesus this nigga. <laughs> let me find out. You were just saying this shit. To fight. Let me find out. You know, Jerry, be quick. Well, I'm going to. you like, I, yo, sides. this nigga checking the room tip. He's like, well, Rez went this way. Uh, well, hey, I, 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 I thought she would be a little more okay, controversial two, two with three. With, with Aisha? No, I thought Rez would be. Oh. No, like, I genuinely felt like this. Like, I remember posting that on Facebook. The day I was like, this is a fucking non issue. What? Why are y'all so hype on this? Hmm. I think I think people because Steve Harvey can come to her defense because she's so lucky, quote unquote. You know, she has this man that loves her, and they rich, and they got these beautiful children and this nice house, and all this other stuff going for herself. That she cannot have insecurities, and that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely ridiculous. I like I can go through my Rolodex of friends, and you know, beautiful, handsome people who also have their own insecurities, and so mm. like I think. To tell her that her feelings are not valid because she's rich, or because yeah. she's this, or because she's that—it's—it's it's ridiculous. And and so, <laughs> a few weeks ago, I went to a um, I went to—I don't even know what to call it—but like it was like this outreach program for um for middle school kids, and we were talking about um, bullying on social media, mm-hmm. and we did an icebreaker, and all of these were you know. Um, Latino and black kids. And so um, we did an icebreaker. And one of the icebreaker questions was, if my post doesn't get enough likes, I feel. And we left it blank. Really? Mm-hmm. And we asked them to discuss it wow. amongst themselves at their tables. And then each table sent a representative up to talk about, you know, that that blank spot. And I kid you not that three kids in a row came up. Well, I don't really care if people don't like my stuff. Because I like it, so it is what it is. Then the next one comes up and do the same thing. So finally, I just I was like, okay, y'all, if this is going to work, we have to be very honest with ourselves. I was like, I am obviously older than y'all, like good and grown, you know, have done well for myself, been very lucky, very blessed. But even I feel a certain way if I don't feel like I'm getting enough love on IG mm-hmm. or on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
y'all were born with social media. So you cannot tell me that it does not have a direct correlation with your self-esteem and how you feel about how much people like you right. or how much people respect your quote unquote creative genius that you're showing on Instagram. Right. And so attention does matter. Right. Whether we want to admit it or not, like you can be in the club with your homegirls and if your homegirl is getting more attention than you, even if you love that girl Ooh. and that's your friend, you're going to feel some type of Bars way about it because right like, there. damn, they just looking at her, they acting like I'm not even here, I'm just getting the drinks, you know what I right. mean? And so, and so it does matter. And so when I heard her, I was like, we've all been there. If we are very honest with ourselves, we've all been in that position where we didn't feel like we were the star of the show or we felt like we were in the shadows and <clears throat> it does make you insecure. So I think she said something that may have ruffled some feathers for some folks. Mm. Um, but I also think that people need to be more aware that everyone has their own insecurities and it doesn't matter how rich you are. Um, there's actually a documentary on on Netflix um, that I watched and it was just talking about the most popular social media influencers and it actually dug deep into their psyche and often how lonely and unhappy they are mm. and they actually go to social media That's crazy. to build their self-esteem so like was that insta famous uh no oh. if you go to netflix and just type in social media it's like the very first documentary mm. that comes up but it's but it's it's fantastic and it just lets us know that we actually do care what people think and we do care that people are giving us attention and giving us the respect that we think we deserve. So, um, so yeah, I, I had no problem with what she said. And I think we need to be, we probably need to have more of those very open and honest conversations I about so the things that we are insecure about and how we, how we use DMS and likes and retweets and all of this stuff to, to find valid hmm? social animals. Uh, this nigga, right? Well, I mean, in case niggas want to know what about, she hey, was in her bag. Was it, 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 social? I was say social they're, they're not sponsoring this show. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. All right, no, you don't gotta look for it. It's, um, <laughs> you don't gotta look for it. I'll find it so for you. I, um, because I, I watched it. It should be on my recently watched list. But yeah, I think hmm. like I didn't I didn't really have any problem with it. But I I think she brought up some some very real um very real topics that that really should be. Top, like even the depression thing, right? Um, people think that you know you're rich. What you got to be worried about? And it's it's just crazy. Like I um you know very open and honest moment of vulnerability for me. Like I actually fell into like a rut. You know Avery was one of the ones that helped me through it. Really, like I fell into kind of a depressive rut in like December, and I just had a lot going on. Like you know a lot of family changes, some relationship changes. Um, my job was trying to kill me um and I just like things were weighing so heavy on me at one point that I felt like I just couldn't even move like I couldn't even breathe and of course people look at my life and they're like you know you just did this and you just did that and you have this and have that and it <laughs> like okay yeah you're right I have all those things but like I also am very unhappy even with all of those things mm -hmm. and it's okay <laughs> it's okay to admit that like you know things even though the outside of your life looks great. Like things on the inside aren't always perfect. And so, um, so yeah, like, I mean, that really just lifted off of me probably like a month or so ago. Mm. And so like, I was in it for a while. Like, I mean, there's wow. just a gray cloud just kind of, you know, following me around. So I think she brought up some really real issues that, um, that as a community, we, we need to discuss because I, I hate to hear the, girl, you got all this stuff going on. You don't have no right to be sad. Right. Mm. And that is not fair. 
It's not fair. It's not fair. Hmm. I, I saw a lot of comments about people saying that um, that's a private conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't stress enough the disclaimer at the very beginning. Like for you guys that are like, well, that's a private conversation that she shouldn't have said. It's like, bro, at the very top of the show, they say that this is a safe place. But it's a so it's the same thing we were just talking about. Like everything does not have to be a damn private conversation. Like we were just talking about, you know, how we keep these family members around, right? Right. We sleep that we sweep things up under the bus. It depression is not private. It happens to a lot of people. The need to build your your self worth on social media is definitely not. How many friends y'all got that post? Selfies of themselves five times a day. Oh shit! All the time, <gasps> you niggas. And right, we, I'm sorry. we like it is a proven fact what that is about is for people who are f- usually feeling inadequate and they reach out to virtual strangers mm. to help build themselves. Dang, back up. that was a bar. Mm. Oh, that's sick. I mean, that's deep. So yeah, like private conversation. No, this is happening to more people than we <sighs> realize. And if you talk about it, maybe you can actually help some folks. Hmm. And because what it does is it lets them know that it's not just them. Like you're not alone in this, right? And that's that's why I appreciate Red Table Talk and that platform mm-hmm. most definitely because that these are conversations that I don't know why people need they feel needs to be private, but very open. I mean, I can't tell you how many like people will retweet the Red Table Talk mm-hmm. discussion and be like, "Oh my god, this helped me so much!" Or "Oh my god, mm-hmm. this 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 and this," and like there's a lot of stuff that we don't. We don't understand, not even necessarily understand, but there's a lot of stuff that other people go through that you don't realize that you may be going through it too. Mm-hmm. Or the people that they have on, I think even Wale was on one episode and he was kind of talking about mm-hmm. his insecurities of even you know finding a woman mm-hmm. or his worth as far as what he's looking for in a woman and all this stuff. So I mean, it's, it's a lot of issues that I think that show is bringing out that a lot of people really need. So I have a question real quick. Because right, everybody, everybody kind of took the same page, which I figured would happen. I'm just one... surprised at all the thoughts now. We talking about all the thoughts. Well, she just highlighted the fact that, like, 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 I saw a lot of thoughts on social media that be posting all these selfies and oh, certain yeah, that's that's been flat, fleshy things to try to get attention, but they going to Aisha Curry for wanting attention. I'm like, well, damn, that's hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been round. Yes, yeah. that's, that's been round. Been round. Been round. Go ahead. So I have a question because one argument I saw, well, really, I just want to know y'all's thoughts on it. So one argument with the whole Aisha thing that I saw was, well, why is she seeking attention from other men when she has a husband who loves her? <laughs> so And her husband is showing her attention. I think that goes back to like while saying about you having a kid, your mom said that, you know, hey, you know, you're gonna make somebody a great wife, but you can't never get a date. It's it's good to hear, but if it's not from other people, it doesn't seem as real. So if that's the only person in her life who's saying that you look good. But shouldn't that be the only person that matters? This is just it, me taking an argument. So that person absolutely matters. But if it's only from one person, it seems like it, it feels like it's more of an obligation for the other person. You know what I mean? When I said that, like, Reza Melissa was like, oh, I kind of got up in that seat. Like, oh, because this is the argument that I've been hearing. I'm not saying that. And like, that argument dismisses me off. It, right. it does piss me off too, but I just want to know. My short and sweet, and I'm going to give it to her, is the same reason that women get glammed up and niggas get decked out. 
you think your woman's getting glammed up just for you? Are you naive, my boy? Like, are yes, you, yes, are I you am. for real? Like, you think your <laughs> yes, woman, yes, yes, you naive. think your woman is getting decked out in makeup, putting on her dope outfit to go out with you, just for you? All right, y- y'all trying to get some eyes? Y'all trying to get eyes on you? Is that what it is? I mean, every- so you want the words like, <laughs> oh girl, who doesn't? Who doesn't want to be seen and appreciated? No one wants to be ignored. Yeah. Like no, you know, which is why we want likes on our pictures, right? Which is why mm-hmm. we we want us we want people to think that what we do is important and that we are important, and so yeah, like we go out and if if you don't get looks, well, damn, maybe I don't look good tonight. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And it and most of the time you curving niggas, <laughs> it's not like you actually want them to like go home with you you just want to know that like okay i'm still desirable yeah right and and so and i actually i know it to be true for myself like there there are days like (laughs) i was out with some friends last week actually and you know i was i was i had just come from dinner so i was dressed pretty modestly um but then i had other friends in there like killing it you know what i mean like legs out just Mm -hmm. killing it they was getting all the looks, and I'm like <laughs> sipping on my jack, just like this is not hitting for me tonight. <laughs> like, all right, maybe they think I'm teaching Sunday school tomorrow. I don't know, but um, but yeah, like so, so I completely understand where she comes from. It's not that she wants these men to become a part of her life. It's just wanting to know that you are desirable and that you know. That you are seen as beautiful in other people's eyes too, because the thing about it is, like, I think <clears throat> I am a very strong proponent of like finding your life partner. You know what I mean? And I think to have a life partner, you have to see that person at their best and their worst, and still love them. And so, you know, Steph has seen Aisha Curry at her worst, mm-hmm. and he still loves her. Cool. So that means even if she ugly. Mm-hmm. He's gonna love her. Well, I need to go make sure I'm still pretty though, because that man is still gonna love me when Ooh, I'm ugly. I that's need a great real that, quick. That tied into your point mm-hmm. so perfectly. Let me go check in real quick with these folks who don't love who me, who don't love me, and yeah. who only see the physical and make sure I'm still desired you know, over there. That's 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 interesting because the women will be like, because they'll be like, you know, you don't you don't tell me that I look good enough. You don't tell me that I look good, right? And then when you do, it's like. You, you gotta say, say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The married niggas know. Yeah. Like, we, we, I right, well, you gotta that. say that. Like, damn, come on, man. Like, don't give me no right. Credit. Yeah. And yeah. like one thing I like, one thing I just thought about is whenever you don't get likes, what does that mean? In most cases, it's a you dislike. You didn't do the right hashtag. No, no, it's a dislike. Most people take it as I'm kidding. Is something wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not getting the compliment, then it's it's an insult. So if you're going down, you're getting number insults. Like, well, damn, what's wrong? Hmm. See, and what's funny about me is like, <laughs> if I, if I really like, like somebody, I actually don't like their pictures because <laughs> I don't want to draw too much attention. Uh, Real talk. No, that, <laughs> see, that's, that's like if I really right like somebody, that, I'm gonna be like, let yo, me just go on and mute you. That's real so quick. cerebral. What she just did. <laughs> At least hit the DM. Be like, hey, yo, you looking alright in this picture though? So, so you, not even one like. Hmm? Not even one. Like. I'll, I'll sporadically like okay. a picture, but it's not going to be every single picture. When you see women strategically like, oh yeah, popping up, post to see. Yeah, like, tell me, unlike like, yeah, what the hell? Damn, it was something I thought of. No, it was some how you said that you don't usually get likes if it's, it's a dislike. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about like we post like 
just us on the timeline. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we get likes and comments, but shit. Like, we would retweet likes and speak to a line shit. Niggas. <laughs> should be dry. <laughs> should be dry as fuck. Yep. I Can somebody just share, please? <laughs> All the shares on this Can page. Yo, share. That's real. That's very real. Oh, shit. Yo, I'm very right. insecure about this, guys. Oh, shit. All right. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, man. That was funny. That we was got anything funny. else on that? No. We don't. Y'all sure? You got anything? You got another question? Nah, I don't. I just thought that was an an interesting argument. It was from a lot of men about mm. Aisha Curry. Like, oh, you got a man learning all this shit. But yeah, nah, I'm off of that. What's the scenarios? What's the scenarios? What's the scenarios? It's really going to be y'all two because Melissa just shouted out all my shit before we, <laughs> well, before, before we started recording. You, I, did, I didn't hear any of them. Yeah. Yeah, I heard one I, of them. I, I, Actually, I, did hear one y'all of them. Did. I didn't hear the third one. Man. Wait, she guessed all three? She guessed two. She I, guessed didn't, two I didn't even give her the opportunity to guess the third <laughs> one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she guessed two out of three. Oh, she knows you. Damn. I mean, that's cool and all, but like... <laughs> so that means when you judge it, you... He's just disqualified. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I think I'll judge the song fairly. Though. Honestly, I think she's yeah. going to pick his anyway because yeah. she was like really feeling well, that shit. She I mean. Was. Clearly. That's my guy. And my shit's all underground for the most part. So I mean, if it sounds good, we're going to play it. There we go. There we go. Even uh, if it don't uh, sound good. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. So we got what's the scenario? What's the scenario? Can we get some arrows? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm explain it first. Oh, okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like we ain't done this for seventy episodes. Uh, like you know what I'm saying? Everyone's I, I had a room. lack of faith in the Segway game. My fault. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, as you should. You know what? You're 100 right. <laughs> as you should. As you definitely that, should. That's been justified. Um. So we got what's this new? Sticker. Yo, they only crack on me. Jay. So, Jay <laughs> no, no, because it'd be like a jumping situation. Because it's like I'll say something, but then Jay will go out of his way to pile on. I'm like, yeah, he enough. does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> It'd it be, it be Jay really starting starting to snowball on cracking on everybody. It's cool. Okay, we got um, you. Y'all, should, y'all, y'all. Hey, I'm the only nigga took like 18 shots in one 30 second clip. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got what's the scenario? Um, all three gentlemen brought a scenario, and we also brought songs to each scenario that we think closely relates to that scenario. Now we have a guest today, Melissa. Um, so she's going to be the judge of which song she thinks. Is the best for that scenario. Cool. Everybody ready? Ready. Yes, sir. Bet that. So we got what's the scenario? I hope the sounds headphones in. It's still hit. All right. So first scenario is song for admire. Uh, I'm sorry, song for admitting mistakes. This was our Rez scenario. All right. Rez, you want to say where this scenario came from? Is it Trouble in Paradise or <laughs> no, you, you I, and your baby, please, baby, please, yo, please, baby, please, baby, come baby, back, baby, please. Not <laughs> compliments in, in public. Like, nah, nah, um, I just love this fucking song. Uh, this actually, well, I can't tell you what the song is yet because I want to see if y'all even know the group. But um, it's just a chill ass song. Like I wasn't in any particular mood. I just thought it was dope, and it was an excuse to play it. Ah, uh, okay. All right, bet. so. This is Reza's song to the first scenario. Speeding in a black Jeep. Hey. Headed to the freeway. She feeling it. Y'all niggas don't know what it is yet. It's a problem. Oh. I'm gonna let that mud breathe. 
Nah, dog. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. Y'all niggas ain't outside. <laughs> Y'all Yo. niggas ain't. Nah, it's smooth. It's smooth as hell, though. Yeah, this is dope. Y'all give up? Oh, no, I knew I didn't know it. I, was, I thought I they were starting to breathe. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is the internet. Um, what was it? Partners in Crown, part three. Partners in Crown, part three. Real talk, a lot of my scenarios that I come up with is just excuses for me to play songs I like. <laughs> like I'm just gonna keep it up right now. That's what's up. I'm at. I'm gonna need the name of that one again. I might have to jam that one on. Yo, that, that album is good, that but that song is my favorite. Oh. I think Ooh, on that album. Yeah. She felt that me. one is dope. Okay. See, I'm, partners, partners in crime. crime. Part, part three. Crime. Yep, part three. part three. I'm glad she's partners here because honestly, if you weren't here, these niggas would have been riding on me like what they the from fuck is LA. That? Internet. What? Yeah, see, I didn't even know that. She's from LA. Yeah. Yeah. I would have said it was a cool vibe. Yeah, just because I don't know the song. Yeah, they, I mean, I, I'm, they dope. I'm digging it, yeah. Yeah, but but see, I'm the nigga that played the un, un mainstream shit. Yeah, I feel it. They yeah, they were they were under well, they still kinda underground. I mean they're still but, underground. Yeah. How'd you find out about them? How did I find out about them? I think I was listening to a Chopped and Screwed album and somebody played it and then I just Googled the lyrics mm-hmm. and then it's the song popped up. And then I was like, Oh, that's a vibe right there. Mm-hmm. And then I downloaded the album and I just pressed play and I just let it ride. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, I'm going to need that. Are these? I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. All right. Uh, Rock, you want to go next? I mean, yeah, we can. I went the easy way out of my song. Okay. Was it Usher? It probably is Usher. I'm just glad we don't have the same song. I thought this would be the song that we would have the same song. I, 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 I went super mainstream on this one. All right. So old school or mainstream? Old school or mainstream? Oh, okay. Same Usher. I think I know what it is. Alright, see. You got you. I knew. I think I knew. When it came on, I was like, this sounds like the same note. It's like a Mr. Yeah, I figured it would be this song. Yeah. Rumor started. Sorry, two thousand four. Sorry, two thousand four. Damn. I knew this shit would happen. I was gonna be like when he picked this off, like, I feel like we're both going to have this song. I knew somebody was laughing. And I saw the wave me. I was like, okay, well, it's not the same song. Definitely. Well, I clipped out the, the first couple seconds yeah, of it. Yeah. It's like trying to <laughs> Well, and you know what? Something told me. I was like, you know what? Somebody's going to pick this. I should, I should find it. I've apologized a million times before. 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 You want to play your song? <laughs> so this is my song uh, with actually the intro in it. <laughs> well, that intro was fire. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay. All right, so I got to give it to the internet. Hey, let's get that down. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I got to listen to that one. I got my one win. Yeah. All right. So the second scenario is a song you played before your wedding day. <laughs> Mind you, I went super. It wasn't super underground, but it's just I have an emotional tie to this song. So that's let <sighs> I me mean, just get my. I'm not having fun. 
Who, who playing theirs first? Niggas guessing my songs. Okay. Niggas okay. picking the same song. Since I, since I already know yours. You want to play yours first? Yeah, we can go mine. All right. This is a racist, man. <laughs> I know I be trying to tell them they don't be listening. Yeah. So I can feel your music in my body. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my wife. She put me on this. Yeah. That girl. This is another album. I need to get I can skate to this. She said, You what? I can skate to this. But the rain skates to this. Boy, I need to get some shades. I'm going to buy some shades this week. I'll see you It's an HBCU skate Yes. Where? Southern skate? Look at how the whole world is changing, but I got my It's emotional. Yeah, that's what I'll be bumping to. Think about is you. So if the tears want to flood in my gaze, super talented. Who is this? LMA. Her LMA, sorry. Oh, okay. But her and LMA did this song called Gut Feeling. Have you heard? Oh, um, her? Yeah. Yeah. I feel so bad because I feel like her is underrated. She's getting. She she's starting to get. She's her starting to get there. Yeah. Did she yeah. get a? Did she get a Grammy? I'm sure. That album. I'm about to she probably okay. got nominated. Yeah, like she is amazing. So those two, I love those two. She won a uh, R&B album of the year. I thought. Oh, this person. I thought she did. I hope so. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I like it. All right. Hey. All right. I'm still gonna lose because she knows. <laughs> She I'm gonna play my shit. You might as well get yours out the way. <laughs> Jam my shit real quick. So I typed the text to the people I used to see. Hey, on three thousand. You would never saw this song coming. I would never saw it coming. It's hard. It's hard to believe three thousand. CC round town. Hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see you smile. It just makes so much sense. Wetness all around me, true. But I'm no island peninsula, maybe. Yeah. That's in my lap. No looking back. Spaceships don't come equipped. See, now I, I feel like I, I gotta mix it up now. Cause y'all, I'm getting figured out. <laughs> this is my best uh, RD album. So the light from the sun would yeah. not burn me yeah. on my bum when yeah. I shoot the moon. I jump the broom like a preemie out the room. My partner yelling too soon. Don't do it. Reconsider. We some live. You sure on the subject? You sure? That boy is crazy. He nasty. He just come down from Atlanta once a year and just drop some shit and be like, For I'm real. going home. Leave. And leave. That's, yeah. You're welcome. Hell yeah. <laughs> Damn. Right. So with my song, I actually did a wedding song. Oh. I know. That's so sweet. Okay. Do you? Yeah. Hey, if you want me to sing this at your wedding, I got you. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, I'll applaud you, buddy. Yeah, that is funny. It's funny. Oh, hey, real shit. This is mad. I can see this whole scene. Real shit. Hey, real shit. This nigga need to see this at your wedding, bro. Yo, if you seen this at my wedding, though, I need you in a full outfit. I got you. No half stepping. No half stepping like that. Hey, all right, okay. I'm always <laughs> Maybe I'll be Bobby. <laughs> oh, God. I think you right. will. Oh, Erica, my God. Hey, she ain't gonna let that fly. Yeah. At all. 
You're not gonna let that fly. No, she's not gonna let that fly. All right. So the last scenario is the song you play after you beat up your childhood bully. Mm. This is Rock's scenario. Rock. So I was just thinking about early childhood. You mean your ass kid. Right. So elementary school, I got my ass whooped a lot by this guy. <laughs> so I'm <I'll, laughs> I'll, I'll like, yo, he's abusive. So I finally fought back one year. Mm-hmm. Never had a problem ever since. That's bullies for you. Yep, that's how it go. So this th- this would be my theme song <clears throat> for it. He's referenced this song so much. I don't know why I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm not even surprised at this. I can actually see this, y'all. Get that trick. Get that trick. I see it. Damn, okay. I'm gonna make you suffer. <laughs> Look at that. That's, that's years of pent up rage. Right. I'm gonna make you suffer. Who am I looking for? Rez. All right. Okay. So this is my song to uh, to other scenario here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Buster Rhymes destroyed this yeah. damn song. You got, you got something to hard. hard to you got to. You got to. Look at some hoes out here. What the you saw? You know what I'm saying? Hell no. Nah. Security. 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 I forgot how hard this song went until. so hard, bro. I forgot how hard this went until I looked for it. So I was like, oh, Don't push your hands in here. Boy, this motherfucker is talking. Tiaz versus my favorite version. I'm mad at I never scared. I never scared. I never scared. Oh, boy. Okay, DJ. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I like that. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Hi, right, Rez. Yep. You ready? I'm ready. This is Rez's song here. Yeah. I'm in their ass. He's going straight to jail for this shit. I'm in their ass. This nigga went to the trunk already. Dirty cell, yeah! I hear you talking, but he's about to get that ass stomped. What is this? Young Buck, stomp. That's what it is. Better than a cash bill. Boy, this is my uh, twelve days. I used to play this song. I think we all came with it on this one. Young Buck used to go hard, nigga. Pull up on me, Oh, you didn't get the. You didn't even think you judged the last. Oh, movie. song two. Uh, yeah. I mean, I gotta go with three thousand. Yeah, it's three thousand yeah. is hard okay, to yeah. beat, bro. Yeah, so yeah. Clearly, yeah. you can guess my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it won two hours oh, ago. Oh man. All right. What about this last scenario? Um. I I gotta go hustle and flow. Oh, it's just man, hilarious. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, babe. Oh, that trick. I mean that scene alone God. when they was putting that when yeah. they was putting that boy together. <laughs> <laughs> they was in that little shack. <laughs> what Yo. that trick? And then the preacher's wife came in. Like, oh my God. What's this now? <laughs> oh my God. 
Damn, man. That's what's up, man. Everybody got a dub. Everybody got a dub. She, she was on her. Everybody Ooh, wins. Thank you, internet. Everybody wins. Inter- yeah. Yeah. That was a dope song. That was a clutch one. I mean, yeah, I fool with LMA, but I got I got to give it to 3,000. Oh, no, no. Once the 3,000 voice came out, I knew it was a oh, Yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. he only shows, like, he's a unicorn. He shows up very rarely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but no, I'm not mad at that. Man, that's what's up, man. Well, Melissa, man, we appreciate you coming in. I appreciate y'all Again. having me. Y'all got me up past my bedtime, all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, man. Damn, we show is late, ain't it? <laughs> Shit, we are late. What yeah. school night? <laughs> yeah, start that music. Oh, hell yeah, Let's get the hell up out of here. For oh. real, uh, Melissa. Before we bounce out of here, where can they find you at? Yeah, so I'm in the same place. Dollar fifteen dot com. D o l l a r one five dot com, and then you can find me on IG and Twitter. Um, Black girl fly, spelled B l k g y. Y R L, I think. <laughs> F L Y. <laughs> if not, they'll tag me in it. <laughs> hit me up. Um, but yeah, y'all hit me up. Let me know what you think. All right, let's argue. Or let's not, you know, whatever. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> right on, man. Well, hit us up also. Sleep from the Lines Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, also, check out our merch, bits.ly forward slash SBTL store. You will find all of our shit. There's nothing else. This is King Gabe signing off. This is J Rock. Yo, Rez. Stick between the lines. We are out of here. One.